Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the episode. You can follow me on social media at Galen Trombley. I hope you enjoy the show. Greetings. Please hold for a very important message. Light speed sequence initiated. How may I help you? Bonjour. Security breach. The truth shall set you free. <laughs> awesome. It's a miracle. Mission complete. Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> We're going to open up this. Answer that question you just asked. We're live now too, Kat. So. Can you what, ever what, come back from being a raisin? Do you, well, what do you think though? I don't know. Is there a scientific process that could bring it? Like a, rehydrating? Is that yeah, a thing? That's got to be a thing. You can just soak it in water and just plumps back up to a grape. Oh, okay. So that is a thing because... With HelloFresh, you have like, ooh, these dried apricots and you put them in water. And then by the time your meal is done, they like kind of look like real apricots again. So or like sliced. They're like my Monstera out front. Yes. Soaking in all the, all the water. Just coming back to life. So, so um, well, here, I'll, I'll give you, we'll do a quick intro. So our guests today, returning guests, Kat, Katrina, well, I will say Kat, Kat Rigsby, and... Newly, newly uh, um, guested upon here is uh, Carrie Dominic, and they are the founders of the Chapter One Book Club, sponsored by the Cornerstone Bookshop. Yes, indeed. Thanks <laughs> so, for having us. <laughs> so, so quick, quick, quick background information on both of these uh, ladies. Um, first off, Cat first before Carrie, um, because Cat started reading a bunch of books. I like books, not as much as Cat, but I was like, okay. I, I feel motivated now to start reading books because I follow like I like follow all your books. Um, I don't ever read all the books because we have like way different genres, but I just I get excited when you post a new book. Um, kind of weirdly excited that I just I I think I heart almost. It's everyone. mutual though because you've mm-hmm. been very good on your resolution. You've been I, doing it. I did, and we'll talk about it. But then Carrie, I f- threw via cat found out about Carrie likes books. Cat likes books. I like books. So let's have a let's talk about books, and that's the podcast today. Sounds great to me. And, and other stuff. The more books, the better. <laughs> so, 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 who, so who like? Where did the love of books come from, both of you? I mean, I started loving books when I was a kid. I got to say, Harry Potter, right up there with most millennials for the love of books, and then you know, college, taking a break from recreational reading. Then I would say the pandemic, having a lot of time to read again, was like where I found my reading really exploding. Um, so I'm very grateful that there was that time at home to just chill and read, even though it was kind of a bad time in general. But there were books, at least. <laughs> yeah, definitely a uh, silver lining for mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very big into reading. My mom made it like a, a cornerstone. <laughs> Of, <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> of my life, because um, we would travel a lot, and libraries were the only like constant. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of stopped reading in college because college is rough. Um, and then the summer after college, I had like a uh, like a friend breakup, um, and I found Harry Potter. I will never, n- never not forget that conversation when I found out you hadn't read Harry Potter. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, so how you were in co- out of college in college? Yeah, so this is like 2016. Wow. Yeah. 
So I was a latecomer. But you had like, you've been reading a ton up to 2016. Yeah. But not Harry Potter. Yeah. How did that escape your grasp? So I tried to read it in, I mean, it was kind of like all around us in like middle school. I think it started coming out in elementary school. Um, Mm -hmm. But I had friends who were definitely like Potterheads and like really, really loved it. And and I did, I loved the movies. Um, (laughs) They're good. Yeah. But, like, me trying to read it at that age, like, I remember reading the first chapter and being like, this is not for me. The, yeah, the boy under the stairs or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, yeah. But you, you then you read all of them and you've reread them. Yes. And, yeah. Carrie, when did you, like, so what was the goal with Harry Potter? Elementary school? Oh, yeah. I was reading, okay. I would say, fourth or fifth grade, I started reading Harry Potter. Did you read them as they were coming out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's when I read them too, and I read them all before the movie. That's so magical, though. And but the movies are like pretty good. Oh, absolutely, like, they I hold think, up. Yeah, absolutely. And I, um, I have not reread Harry Potter, but I have every single book of Harry Potter on my bookshelf in my room at my house. I just haven't got to reading it. I probably will though, because they, they are now rereading it. Have you reread them too, Carrie? I haven't in a long time, but I did reread them many times before high school was over for me. So, yeah. So when you read them, was it different each time you read them because of like where you're at age-wise and experience-wise and stuff? Absolutely. So did, did you find it was better earlier or later? Or was it just you drew out different? At different points in time, it read different points better than others. Um, I definitely recommend rereading your favorite series annually if you can. So I haven't reread Harry Potter in a long time, but I want to do it through the audiobooks. I've never listened to the audiobooks and Kat and all of our book friends really recommend the audiobooks. So I want to give those a shot. Yeah. The narrator is Jim Dale and it's so good and it's consistent all the way through. So it's Um, the same person for all seven books. So good. Okay. Okay. That's good. Now audio, because we've talked about this before last year, 2022, I was like, I'm going to read more books. And I ended up setting a goal and I, I hit my goal. About two thirds of those books were audiobooks, though. So you guys consider audiobooks still reading books, even though you're listening to books? 100%. Okay. Yep. I'm, I'm the same because I just figure as long as you're ing- ingesting the information from the book, that it doesn't matter if it's read to you. It'd be like someone reading to you, like as a kid, sitting like with a group of kids on the ground and like the teacher's reading. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing. You just happen to be in headsets. Reading is all about comprehension. And so as long as you are understanding the story that's being told to you or the lessons or whatever that you're aiming to get out of it, if you're entering another world or whatever, it's like as long as it's doing its job, it's reading. So uh, what do you think percentage-wise of books that you read in a year? Because, Kat, you hit 200 last year. I did. Which was insane. I had to look back today. I didn't know that off the top of my head. But I did know you read 200. Um, and Carrie, are you like a volume reader or like what's – I'm a mood reader. So I read to the mood that I'm in. And sometimes that means I have six books going at a time. Sometimes I don't pick up a book for a week. But I would say I'm, I would define myself as a mood reader. I don't care how many books I read. I just care that I'm reading the right thing at that moment in time for me. Same? Yeah. Because that, that was a change for you this year. Because I saw it in your notes that you want to be more of a mood reader or continue to be a mood reader. It's also like honoring, honoring how I feel. Yeah. I've been better at if I am not interested in the book, I don't finish it. And that's, you know, been a change over the last like four years. Just accepting like where I'm at and what is hitting me at the right time. So you've gotten better at that, quitting yeah. books? Yeah. That was one of my goals this year was to stop like I think I wrote down like stop shitty books. And yes. I, I don't so this is the thing. I'm reading a book right now and 
it's pretty good, but it's dry and it's slow because it's, it's a historical. How would they call it? It's like a nonfiction story, but it's not. It's not a fictional book, but it's like a historical nonfiction. I guess okay. we call it. So it's like a story, but it's like actual facts. So it's almost like reading a textbook from um, like from history that you'd read in high school, but in like a 400-page novel. Okay. I've, I've never read anything like that. So Have it's you? called – this is the book. And it's – so the thing is um, – so I think it's the right one. Yeah, so it's this book. Oh, I've seen that cover before. So it's been highly, highly, highly um, – from a lot of different places that I've uh, I follow, so it's Empire um, Empire of the Summer Moon, um, Quan uh, maybe Parker and the Rise and Fall of the Comanches, which is an Indian tribe. Um, it has to do a lot with like the 1700s, kind of down in like Texas, Oklahoma. Um, very very slow, but as you can see, like great ratings. And I'm about 130 pages into a 400 page book. It's taken me a while from a mood perspective. It's dry, so but the good thing is I don't have to take notes. I'm a note taker because I like mm. like nonfiction books. Mm-hmm. This is not. So this is like purely just read and flip the pages, which sometimes to me is more relaxing. Um, but it's slow. But I don't want to stop it because it's had such good reviews that I feel like it's gonna like pick up steam for me. It's like watching a bad movie or a good movie, but it starts out slow or a series. Yeah. So how do you determine when you stop a book? I guess. I like, know. am I too far gone in this book now? I would. I normally give it like 100 to 150 pages before I give up, depending on the length of a book. I quit The Name of the Wind, which is like a 700-page book at like 200 and page 270. I had already invested a lot in it, and I was ready to quit it. So I'd say that you're like right on the cusp right now of deciding whether you want to stick with it or not. I don't know. How, how long do you give it, Kat? It really depends because like sometimes I can tell that the like style in which it's written, I will not survive it. Yeah. <laughs> like... For me, if I have to, like for dryness, if I have to reread a page more than once, then I'm going to I'm gonna have to pass it because it's just not sinking in my brain. My brain does not match the way that this is written. Oh, gotcha. So like you're, you're reading through it almost like in a daydream trance, but not like retaining yeah. the information? Yeah. Okay. Because that I, happens a lot to me. That happens with me with textbooks all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it happens with nonfiction mostly, honestly. Yeah. So, um... There's a guy I follow that I really like his books named Ryan Holiday. Um, his rule is 100 minus your age, and that's when you stop. Oh, interesting. So I'm 33, 33 so that means by page 67, if I don't like the book, I should stop. So every, basically what he means is like every year you get older, you should stop the book sooner because there's too many good books and you don't have made much time on life oh, or I on love, earth. I love that perspective. I thought it was going to go the other way. I look at it as if I'm waiting because of what other people are saying about the book to see if that's true, I don't necessarily know if I would prioritize that to get me to finish the book. But again, if it's something that I'm enjoying the information that I am retaining out of, I guess I would give it a shot and keep going. So like this specific book, I that, yes. So that what you just said <laughs> is kind of one of the reasons I'm sticking with it. Mm-hmm. The other thing, though, is I find it's interesting. It's just a lot of... Uh, it's a lot of details and it's a lot of names and it's a lot of like mm-hmm. Native American names. So as I'm going through it, most of the names I can't pronounce. So I kind of just glance over them and I find if I'm not pronouncing the names or not in my head, then sometimes like they'll come back in the story and I won't realize 
it's, it's not the like same it's a, person. Yeah, it's not like we have like a, a Bob or a Mary that I'm like, oh, I know that person. It's like Kanan and the you know Kamachis or the the Suez, and I'm like, I I'm like, oh god, like, and th- those are the easy ones. I'm saying there's some like random ones that I can't even pronounce, but um, I'm trying, I'm trying to like get through this one. Mm-hmm. But I would say from a standpoint of like the rule I just said, this probably should have stopped 50 pages ago. Mm. But I think I'm going to stick it out and if I get to the end and I hate it and everybody said it's good, then I'm probably just going to use that as like my learning curve. Be like, you know what? You got to stop books. Yep. That's that's <laughs> so, also good. That's a positive take from it no matter what. This would have been better, I think, on audiobook. I was going to suggest that normally yeah. those sort of dry books like that that you can kind of speed the audiobook up and just get through a little bit faster tend to make it a little bit easier for me to get through them. So regarding um, stopping books, is there like when you try to finish a book, like are have there ever been books that you just pick up and you literally will read cover to cover before you stop the book? Oh, yeah. Like you just won't yep. like you have a free day and all you do is just read, 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 read. Or and get even it. if you don't have a free day and then you cancel your plans. You, mm. Okay. Done that. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. So, so how often do you think you find one of those books? I've heard like in your reviews that that's something that comes up too. It hasn't happened with me that frequently. I'd say once every couple months I get a book where I cannot put down. Okay. Um, I just had one the other day. I'm very grateful for that. Um, but you get better at picking up those types of books the more you read because you find out your taste better and what you like to just binge. So I haven't gotten to that point yet this year. But Yeah. Uh, I would say a couple months. I agree with that. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that it depends on like where you are in life, whether a book is hitting you correctly. Because mm-hmm. there there will be books that I don't finish, but I come back to, and then they're mm-hmm. five stars. Yep. Or there'll be a book that I just don't finish, and it's not going to happen. But because um, sometimes, depending on whatever you're going through, maybe that character is going through something, or just gives you a different perspective on something in your life and and that's what you needed in that moment so when you like pick up a book is this a book that you have like a bookmark in like 210 pages in and you come back and you start on page 211 or is this like you go back and reread it from the start i don't go back and reread i just pick up where i left off and just do like a basic little where did i leave off again you know how far into it like a little google search um I don't ever restart a book if I put it down and pick it back up later. It depends on how long it's been for me. Okay. Like, because there's been books that, like, have lived on my shelves for years before I re-pick them up. And I would definitely have to go back because my memory would be non-existent <laughs> of have, that time. Have either of you read East of Eden? No. John Steinbeck? No. Started... I'm not a big Steinbeck person. So I wasn't either. I read Grapes of Wrath and like, well, I, I shouldn't say it. We, we were supposed to read Grapes of Wrath and In never high did. School. You looked at the words. I, well, I looked at the internet site that gave me the synopsis of the, this is like early days of synopsising. There wasn't like a Wikipedia page about it um, mm-hmm. with the plot. But, um, so I never actually read Grapes of Wrath, but there was a girl that was working here and her favorite book was East of Eden. So right when COVID hit, I ordered it off Amazon. It's like a thick book. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to read it because I got a little bit of time. And I got, it's like a five or 600 page book. I think I'm like 100 pages left to finish. Ooh. And then, yes, but it's been 100 pages left to finish for almost three years now. <laughs> and so what happened was life got crazy, you know, works kind of picked back up. So then I ended up just like shelving it mm-hmm. and it's still shelved. Like it's still on the bench. I haven't actually picked it back up, but I'm like maybe 100 pages from the end. But a lot of people say that this is a great book. It's not a bad book. It's just... 
John Steinbeck is a writer that will take two pages to describe the room we're sitting in. And I just want to know we're doing a podcast in a room sometimes. Like, right. Don't read Tolkien. Don't read Lord of the Rings. If that's yeah, <laughs> like You will be in a meadow for yeah. a whole chapter. Yeah. Which in my mind, room. I'm like, I mean, and I guess there's, there's an extreme talent to that. But I'm more of like, give me the... Give me the bullet points. I want to see the flow of the story. Absolutely. Do you guys like the details or do you like the the more like run and gun, like this is a faster paced book and I'm hitting the details and we're kind of going from scene to scene? It depends on the yeah. book. It's so hard. That's a really okay, so, okay. Because <laughs> like I'm thinking, um, oh gosh, because there are some books that I really enjoy all of the details. Um there's a great uh, collective of all of these like animal poetry and like that is paced very slowly because they are like describing like these spots on a salamander and like I've never even stared at a salamander longer than like three seconds like but I like hike and I see them all the time but like it just makes you look at the world differently and I would enjoy that versus if I'm if I'm waiting for the action to happen and you're like still talking in a meadow, it's gonna be painful. Cause like I have read the Lord of the Rings series and that's like, it is a great epic story and I love it, but good Lord, I would edit it so much. <laughs> I guess I like looking into, if I'm gonna have a lot of description, I like it to be internalized character description, personality and like their trauma and their, their life and I like looking at things intensely on that front but everything else I guess I could kind of get the basics what I need to know to get the flow of the book essentially Um, so it's more character development than it is environmental development right I don't need to know the 16 shades of the um wreath on someone's front door basically I don't know whatever I don't need to know all of those details but I like to know like the process that people are thinking very deeply and very intricately so Did you guys like reading in high school? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you like like the books they were assigned or you just – because like some, some people don't I, – I shouldn't say um, – I should rephrase that. The books that you were – you had to mandatory to read in like an English class or something, did you like those or were you guys like sideline readers meaning, or you read on, at home? Because I didn't read at home. I read like the books they gave me in class and I, I don't think I fell in love with reading until like late – I probably like late high school into college. Read read on the side a little bit. Joel and I had a running joke for a long time actually because I read I was required to read very few books in my high school. I don't know what was going on with the NCCS education at the time, but like a lot of classics, uh, um, I just had never picked up. So I don't know. I mean, I read everything that was required until The Grapes of Wrath, which was the first book I ever did not finish. But I was reading vigorously outside of school. I wasn't, re- I mean, I read the required um, books, but yeah, I was reading everything else that was happening at the time. <laughs> we laugh now because I don't, I'm catching up now basically on all those <laughs> classics. <laughs> I feel like I am catching up as well. Um, but I definitely had a lot of mandatory reading. Like, I also did not read Grapes of Wrath, but I was supposed to. Um, but I did watch Their Eyes Were wa- uh, Watching God. That was a great one. Um, and I enjoyed that. And also, like, one of my top faves, which is your top favorite, right? The Great Gatsby. Yes. All time. Loved. Is that That's Loved. your favorite book of all time? Mm-hmm. That's a good book. I didn't read it until COVID. <laughs> that was my first time reading it ever. But I really enjoyed it. It was very accessible. Very interesting. So 
a soundbite on that because my favorite book. I, I gotta get. I feel like I gotta talk about it for a little bit. Otherwise, I'm not being a, a good ambassador of the book. But um, Great Gatsby, I read junior year of high school, first time. Um, I think my love of the. I mean, I love the story. Um, I think my love of it was sparked even more because our librarian at the time, who wasn't. He's not our English teacher. We had a separate English teacher. She was fantastic. Uh, one of my favorite teachers all throughout college or high school. But our librarian loved the book. So he like talked it up. And then he would have people, kids come in, almost do like book discussions on it. And he really wanted, I mean, he'd help kids like understand it for the class and, and for the tests and stuff. But really, I think he wanted people to like fall in love with this book. I got suckered in, loved it. And then, um, Obviously, they had like the newer movie that came out with like Leo and um, you know that that genre. That I think it was like 2013. I went to like the let's say premiere. I wasn't on the red carpet premiere. Like the fir- <laughs> the first night that they showed the the movie in Plattsburgh, um, I went to it. But that was another book I just read this past year, and it is. It was one of those books I picked out more out of this time than, and I've read it a few times. But like last time I read it, it might have been like six, seven years ago. So a lot of things have changed in my life since then. So like it just spoke to me in different ways and the ways the characters relate, even though it's the same words. So that was good. And that's another one I probably won't read yearly, but I'd probably read every like three years maybe just to kind of, you know, touch on it. But yes, that's... That's how I feel about Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Like if I could get every single person to read that book because I've read it a couple of different times. What is it called? Uh, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. If and... I can spell right. <laughs> By who? Addie? Um, <laughs> Visible, I totally messed up. Oh, life does not, it's not I-F-E. There you go, that first Yeah, one. that would make sense. Usually, yeah. this is pretty good. This one? Yeah. yeah. It's. It just came out like three years ago, but it has had a big impact on me. And like the, a couple of times I've read it in different formats. Like the second time around was audiobook. And the main character Addie was who I was relating to the first time around, but the second time around I was like, oh my gosh, this other main character was who I was relating to. So it's just, it's so interesting when you go back and read it at different points in your life. That's oh. the book, yeah. The Time Traveler's Wife, that that's the same author? No, it's just the same vein. Like it's similar sort oh, of oh, yeah, style. Yeah. Um, Hmm. It's like historical fantasy. It's just so you guys are more on the fi- like not fantasy on, on the nonfiction or on the fiction side. I'd say yeah, for the most part. Yeah, other than memoirs. Yeah, we read a lot of memoirs um, yeah. for our nonfiction, but I'd say I mostly read fantasy. What's the difference between a memoir and like an autobiography? Not, are they similar? I think a memoir is kind of more so. I mean, they're essentially the same thing. You. Uh, they don't really make there's not really a big difference but memoir I think is more so like a slice of life maybe or a certain faction about that person's life rather than like an autobiography being I think more so encompassing their whole life and that's just me taking an educated guess after working at the bookshop but we basically intermix the name autobiography and memoir over there yeah I would say they're interchangeable Um, autobiography is more of an old or term yeah okay i feel like memoir is normally what it's called now um because like also like you think back in like old hollywood like the 50s and everything if someone came out with their uh autobiography it would be 
so-and-so's autobiography like that's the title of the whole book rather than like i don't know they now they have like catchy well i mean let's name the most popular one right now i'm glad my mom died by jeanette mccurdy i mean they have really key you know really interesting covers and titles and they're catchy yeah yeah like too so yeah i always think like memoir is more of someone speaking a little bit more on like the emotional front where autobiography is more like I did this, I went to school here, right? This is my career. And um, like two of my, my favorite, I guess, memoir from last year was um, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. So book. good. Did you did you listen or read it? I listened to it. Yes. I listened to and it. And then yeah. I went and got a physical copy because I wanted I wanted it. I loved it so much. Yeah. That that was a, that was one of the most entertaining books. Yep. Listening to it too, because like his voice is iconic and mm-hmm. it's like um that that one so this is so that one was good and I thought that kind of was like I'm not, I was never like someone that would read a book and like have emotion to a book, but mm-hmm. I, if you guys both talk about being emotional with books oh, yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. So that was the first book I think I was, and again, I was listening to it and I remember I was washing the dishes at night and I was listening to this and I just started it in the first half hour of the listen. I probably laughed like five times out loud. Like mm-hmm. just like I'm, my headsets in or my, my AirPods are in, my wife can't hear what I'm listening to. I'm just <laughs> sitting there like laughing and she's like, what's going on? I'm like. This book is so funny. Mm-hmm. And I think he was talking about his dad or and it's just the way he describes stuff. And that was really good. And then I ended up listening to um um what one was it? Oh, um Lone Survivor, which is like the military movie book. Mm-hmm. I sort of I like started bawling at the end of the book. Like it was it was kinda in just I don't know. It's like you start listening and it was listening to, but you start listening to some of these things and like they just trigger you and like, wow, like which is crazy because I'm not typically an emotional book person i just kind of read the books get the, get the information but those were both like memoir ish yep and they just draw out like emotion because of the person that's talking about the scenario or the story or the description and i will say specifically for memoir like talking about rating of a book yeah if I, if it gives me the feelings oh my gosh five stars like that's that's a big thing for memoir because like you can you can tell your story of your life. You can give the timeline. Yes. Like anyone is able to do that, but to like, to really transport someone and make them feel what you felt in that moment. Like, Ooh, that's, that's how good. I, that's how I felt reading uh, wild by Cheryl Strayed. I love that one. And I don't know if it's really a memoir or a autobiography. I don't know really what you would call it. Cause it's a thicker book. It's a longer book. But it was so inspirational and it made me feel so many emotions towards her character and then like relating it back in whatever way to my life. I was like, oh my gosh, if you can do that, that's an all-time favorite for me. And I don't read a lot of nonfiction, but when a nonfiction graces my top 10 like that, that's pretty cool. Well, what what do you think if you had to, a standard, you know, let's say we'll go a year. We're going to zoom out for a year. Like, because you track like what percentage of genres you like. You actually listen to? Yeah. Can you do the I same? I love the statistics. Yeah, we like the data. <laughs> give so, us the graphs. Yeah, so, so give me an example. What's your data on this? Can I look it up? Do you guys have like a... I mean, it's on my phone. Oh, but this isn't like on like a Goodreads or anything? We have Goodreads and we also use Storygraph. Goodreads is nice because it's like a social way to see what everyone's reading and get yeah. recommendations. We use Storygraph for the data because we like to track our reading and we like to set goals and those things. So... And it's just like interesting yeah. information. Um, was your question like fiction versus nonfiction or? Like any anything that's 
Yeah, no, I mean, just just in general, like what genres you have, because I'm assuming those two would be coming off as different ones, right? So. I know it breaks it down. I can already see your color wheel here. Storygraph. This is a, <laughs> can you be a sponsor? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it tells you like moods. Oh, and now it's not scrolling. Um, it gives you the pace of the book, like whether it feels like fast or slow. Um, it tracks page number, fiction versus nonfiction, and then it breaks it down into um, genres. And you can even have it track like the format that you read it in, ver- like print versus ebook versus audio. Oh, yeah. So what? So give me some of your stats on this. <laughs> my in twenty twenty. Like, uh, well, I would say like my twenty twenty two. My main emotion was. Uh, my main mood that I was in for books was emotional. So I wanted to feel things and probably sadness or like happiness or just emotion in general. So do you, do you classify the book as an emotional book? Yes. Okay. So it's not like you read this book and like others have called this, like voted this up as an emotional book. I mean, they do that, but I, if I qualified enough books as emotional, it's going to tell me I was in an emotional mood. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. I no, I'm understanding now. And my top, uh, mood was reflective for 2022 yeah and what style of books is that so it's like memoirs or that that... could be someone looking back at their life but i've also tagged other books um that are completely fictional that like the character is like very much like all of their actions now are based on things that had happened in the past okay um what was your number one genre last year Ooh, Uh, memoir Mine was fantasy. I had 38 memoirs last year. Wow. That seems like a lot. But yeah, memoir was a low year for me last year. I only had like 10. I Carrie, think. is that you? Yeah, that's me. Sorry. Yet, oh, that's not me. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm it's, not from Weedsport. <laughs> I was like, like, is that a weird... What am I on Goodreads? Oh my gosh, let me... Literary get... Carrie. Am I? If that's what I am on Goodreads? Oh yeah, how did so. that come about? Um... I was trying to just figure out a new Instagram handle because I was making my Instagram just about books. But did I spell that right? It's uh, no space, I don't think. But then I was like, what works? Well, how does this work? Um, and then literary carry just kind of rhymed and kind of sounded cool. Am I spelling this right? Oh, I now I see. I it. think it's I am. Just carry. Yeah. Just carry. Oh, like just like that? Oh, no, no. Just, Sorry. C A R I. Like Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> or Madonna. Oh, God. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. I don't know. For no, a... offense, no offense, Carrie. That's not as cool as I thought it was. No. I just said Carrie. I, uh, <laughs> I, I got to so say, for a, a not popular spelling of your name, that's a, a lot, lot of, of Carrie. You know. But what am I? Okay. Well, that's. There's <laughs> we'll only one. You. There's only one Galen Trombley in Goodreads, I'm assuming. Because I think there's only one in the world. But. Uh, <laughs> You're lucky. That's, that's that's cool. That is yes. So far, so good. I've never met another Galen Trombley. But um, so, what is there like a goal that you guys have off of those genres? So memoir and emotional. Yeah. My, well, my top mood was emotional. My main goal throughout the year is to just read two books a week, roughly. Okay. Um, I set like a hundred books a year as my goal, and then I made a new challenge for myself this year to read uh, an author by an. Uh, I read a book by an Asian author every week from a different Asian country this year. I have not been great at following through with that, but there's still time. So I've 
I'm excited about that challenge. And you're still diversifying your exactly your shelf. Yeah, diversifying my shelf is definitely always on my goal. So when you when you so in this case when you say like an Asian author, is there a different um, like is the, I mean are they writing? Is it like a translation from the native sometimes, language? Sometimes. Okay. Not always. It could be written in English, but it's just by someone who was born in an Asian country. So okay. they could. So like the background or whatever they experienced in that kind of Eastern Asia or whatever? All parts of Asia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like Russia? I don't... Are we going like... I, yeah, I, I don't think Russia was part of that part. Uh, I think it was mostly like mm, East Asian, Pacific Islander, that kind of stuff. Okay. And I read one last year. It was about tidying up. The girls, I think, from Japan. Is it Marie Kondo? No, it was, no, no. So <gasps> no? it wasn't her. This was the book that she... This was the book that she recognizes as like the book that got her into it. I think I know what book you're talking about. It's called The Art of Discarding. Uh, And it's not by the girl you just said. Interesting. Yeah. So it's, um, well, let's go on to my Goodreads and we'll check it out. Um, Where is it? It, I love that you have this up right now. I know. I want to read Sapiens. That's on my list for my I listened to it. It's good. Yeah. You you read it. Yeah, I did. It's, uh, did you... Listen or read. I listen to it. It's a big. It's it's a long thick book. book yeah, yeah it's I cool, will though. say, certain chapters made me way more interested than others. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, but it is like the history of humankind for, which I'm all about. It was it was very interesting. This is the book. Oh, Najisi Tasumi. This this one is. Uh, so uh, Marie Kondo, yeah, the book yep. inspired Marie Kondo's. Yep. Is it good? I loved it. Yeah, it's very. It's a very thin book. It's probably a little over 100 pages. Um, you both would probably read it like in one sitting. Uh, but it's really the art of like the, what they say, discarding. So it's kind of like, um, you know, purging what you have and getting rid of stuff and simplifying and really kind of anti-hoarder. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I thought it was kind of cool because you're always kind of looking at stuff. You're like, oh, I got too much, whether it's clothes or books or just stuff lying around. Um, and she kind of gives you – it's more of like a psychological book about the idea of like separating from material items. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's pretty cool. Adding to the TBR. This, this will help you with the, your goal. But this was actually a good book and I think you'll enjoy it if you like discarding stuff. I, or anti-hoarding stuff. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I hoard is books. <laughs> but that can be a problem, you know, when you're in limited space, like an apartment or something. I, I have the same. Like, I have one bookshelf at home that's, like, back row and then row in front of back row. Oh, wow. And then books stacked. and then So who gets pushed to the back? It's honestly just the books that are in the front that have to go in the back to make room for other books they just stack. There's no, like, there's really no, okay. like, rhyme or reason. Okay. Um, I have this bookshelf that will probably leave and go to my house to put those books on. And then I have a big bookshelf in my office, which I'll show you before. Majority of those books I don't even get to because I take typically take books off my home bookshelf. Right. Because those are the ones, like, I order and they come to my house and I just stick them on that shelf. Easy access. Yeah. So these are actually, like, my older books or books that people have given me or books that, like, randomly I bring in thinking I'm going to read them and I don't and I toss them up there. So, so I got to go through like the Jobs movie I just told you about. I have uh, Walter Isaacson's book on Steve Jobs I want to read, but that's sitting there with his other books I have yet to read. So, I have, I have a lot of bookshelf to still purge through. That's so fun to me, rearranging, tidying up your bookshelves. That's I do that when I'm ha- when I'm having a bad day or 
you know, when I'm anxious, it's like therapeutic for me. <laughs> oh yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've reorganized my bookshelf. I How do you love order it. your bookshelf? Are you guys by color? No. I used to be. I can't do that. I had okay. one shelf. I had I have like seven shelves of books. Um, and one shelf was organized by color because it was like fun, but everything else was organized just by size, actually, because I like it when okay. when they have the wait like height or thickness height oh yeah okay. sorry height no yeah. it's fine yeah. yeah like YA books are different than like trade paperbacks and mass market paperbacks like I like all of those to be streamlined mass market are like the thick thick like small oh, yeah. small writing the ones that you yeah. get at like Walmart yeah. the drugstore those yeah. little ones yeah I kind of separate like a little bit by genre <laughs> and then it's alphabetical by That's author steady. or title by author. Okay. That's dedication. That takes time. Yeah. I have not had that sort of patience yet. How how come you go by title and not author? I go by author. Oh, by author. Sorry. Yeah. I okay. Don't listen to me. No, you're good. Because <laughs> in my head, I'm like, well, what happens if you like the author and like you have all like their books? Oh like... yeah, no, you got to keep those friends together. Yeah. Okay. And then if it's a series, that series, no matter what, has to stay in order. Yeah. Even if you're a butthole like me and like doesn't wait for the same editions to butthole? come out. I said butthole. Oh, butthole. I said butthole. I'm like, that's a good That would have been great. That would have been very good. I was like. I was not fast enough for that one. Um, when like you're, you don't wait for the same edition to come in. So you have like one that's a hardcover, one that's a softcover, one that's like, I hate that, but sometimes you got to do it. So my Harry Potter, the first book was paperback and every other one was hardcover until... Something happened. I don't know when I got that, but I ended up somehow getting a hard copy of the first one. So I've put it inside of the paperback, but I've kept the paperback there because that's my first Harry Potter book. And if you go into it, it actually still says like, well, they all say the original year was 97. But I think at the end or like beginning or end, it's like, read our next book, The Chamber of Secrets. And they have it in the book because it was so new at the time. Oh my gosh. So I kept it because it's like, you know, they like redo editions and they have oh, different yeah. things in it. So I'm like, this is such an old, this book is now almost 20 years old. It's a relic. 30 years old. Almost 30 years old. It's vintage. Yeah. So it's like this little paperback and I read it like in third grade or something and I still have it. That's so cool. Um... Yeah, I have no system. I, I just try whatever fits. Like, I just throw them up on the shelf. And this is also the thing. If I get to the end and, like, I can't fit this thickness of a book, I'll go to the one below and grab, like, a thinner one out and put it in to fill the gap and oh, put wow. it somewhere else. This is, like, a chaos game. Yeah, like, you can look at my bookshelf. There's no rhyme or reason. There's, like, I have authors, the same authors here, down there. It's just, it's scattered. And I'm very organized in most things in my life. My books are not. I just throw them on a shelf. That one doesn't bother you. No, not at all. I will say something that I really like about <laughs> Carrie is that so she has her favorites in her bedroom. Like so okay. she can so she can look at them literally every day. And I think that's so Yeah, I fall asleep that's next such to my a favorite great books. idea. Because you just like look over and it's like you it's like, like seeing like, a picture night, of your best friend. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I love you. I do it. I literally am like, oh, they make me so happy. So they're right there. <laughs> so when you when you read, a, I mean, have you gotten to the point where you do have like a favorites list? Like you just will like throw those on and those become either rereads or just like they get a special shelf in the room? Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. Do they ever get replaced by another special book? Sometimes uh, another book comes along and bumps another book. Okay. I've, I've done that a couple of times. It breaks my heart to do it, but just some books that come out that I like more and, you know. Simmer on those for a few years on the shelf, on the favorite shelf, and then we come back and see if it still works there. And they don't usually move, but I have moved, I have bumped a couple of them. 
but they just make me happy. <laughs> I, I think last year, my, my I would say out of the books I read, I probably had like a 10% ratio that would go on a shelf like that for me. Oh. So that's what it kind of, now I'm thinking about it, because I think I read, what was it, 63 or 64 books last year. That's awesome. And it was by far like probably seven times more than I've ever read in a year. But I I probably had like six books that I, that really stuck out to me that I would put on like a reread. And my goal this year is to reread a handful of them. I get to, the, but I read a lot of nonfiction. So a lot of my nonfiction books I write notes in. So like most of my books, they're folded, they're underlined, they're starred, whatever. And I have you know dog ears on top and bottom. And uh, a lot of them I, I won't like reread the whole thing. Like I've been, I have one in my bag. I'm just kind of skimming through, and I'll hit like the highlight. And if it's like a paragraph that I want to do more, I might just reread the paragraph. But I have like a, like one line of the paragraph highlighted, and then it just clues me in. Like let me read the beginning and like the stuff around it. So, but I want to classify that as like a. I don't know if I would. Should I classify that as a reread? It's more of like a flip because I want to use them as resources. So if I'm like I like the style of that book, and it's something that I'm trying to figure out like in my life or work or whatever, I'll go to that that book and I'll flip through to like the section and kind of reread it to just like get back in that headspace and then but I, I, it's not like a cover to cover reread right it's I, like as a reference I would still count it as a reread personally because you're still rereading it even if it's not the full thing and it sounds like you probably do this more than once with some books yeah I, I probably always have a book like that going yeah. in some regard or I'll just go to like the bookshelf and I'll grab a book I'm like oh I like this book and I'll just start flipping through it randomly if i don't feel like sitting down and reading sometimes i get the mood like i guess i'm a mood reader like sometimes i'm like oh you gotta sit down and read it but then if it's not a book like the the um empire of the summer moon book like it's not something like i just don't feel like sitting down and reading that i'll just grab a book off the shelf that i read before and flip through my notes like that so that also because sometimes that's like therapeutic to me because i already know it i already understand it's like rewatching a you know uh a movie or a series like i've already i I, I watch The Office nonstop. So, like, it'd be like me watching an episode of The Office. I'd rather do that than, like, let me try to get into, like, Parks and Rec. Yeah. You know, I've heard Parks and Rec is good. I'm not going to watch it because I just watch The Office over and over. Yeah, same. So, so that's kind of, like, my where my mind goes on those. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I love learning about how people annotate or write in, you know, their thoughts and their notes in certain books because... I'm like a keep my books in pristine condition, barely oh. bend the spine kind of person, <laughs> okay. which isn't what most people like to do. I think most people like to, you know, you know, have that actual tangible evidence of their f- reading of the book. But I find it so interesting learning about what and seeing in other books because I work in a used bookstore. So like I get to flip through bro- yeah. books and see what people like to read and highlight and, and annotate. And it's always like you're getting into the mind of that person a little bit when you when you see what they highlighted and referenced and took most to heart and from that book. But I personally just can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Can't write my books. Can't dog ear. I <laughs> Well, most like most fiction books I don't. Um... I do in the I do in the Great Gatsby. I've like dog-eared. I've I've written in that one because um, some of the stuff like clues me in the thoughts. It's like a thematic thing, and I'm like mm-hmm. I like how that sounded or that put me in a headspace, and I write something about almost like a journal entry. Um, but most fiction books, I just read through it, and honestly, I would I would probably read through it with the idea of like donating that book after. Mm-hmm. So like I don't want to keep books just for the sake of keeping books. I want to like purge through and keep my good books. Are you guys? You guys are like, if I have a book, this is now like my kid and like, this is going like, 
we're growing old together. <laughs> I, I, I have that feeling with a lot of books, but I don't have that feeling with every book that I own, I would say. Because I work at a used bookstore, and if I don't want a book anymore, I can bring it to work. I don't have to like keep that. it. You know, yeah. it's really convenient for someone who likes to read a lot. But generally speaking, I my books are... Like, my cats are my children, and my books are my plants. Like, what most people have plants that they take care of. Mine are my books. <laughs> I, and I'd say, for me, it's like... If if I have rated a, a four or five star, that's a keeper for okay. sure. Yeah. Um. Or if it was monumental in my life in some way. Okay. Um. Because like there are books that I hated, but I still have on my shelf. Um. Well, even so a book that's... you hate, you had a very yeah. strong emotional connection to it. Yeah. So I look at it as a learning experience that would be worth keeping on keeping. Right. And also because like I feel like. <laughs> Either if you love it or you hate it, those are the books that you talk about. The books that you, like, didn't really have a lot of feelings, you're not going to really, like, be like, oh, my gosh. Like, one of the books that, like, made me feel the most uncomfortable last year was Tender as the Flesh. (laughs) And this book disgusted me. It made me viscerally angry. And... And, but I want everyone to read it because I want to talk to them about it. Be did, warned did, if you read this book to wait, anyone listening to this. Did, did you give it a one star or did you give it a higher rating because it drew out an emotion even though you hated the book? But like from a book perspective, it pulled out a different side of you. Right. So originally, like first, like closing the book, got on Goodreads, I was angry. Like, it got a two star. <laughs> it got two star. It's like sending out that angry email before, oh, yeah. you, get, before you take like go to fully, bed. Yep. Fully. I was like, what the heck have I just spent all that time? time on no and then we had a book club with it and i was like well yeah it did give me feelings oh so other people had to read this book yeah oh so you got to talk about it it was great okay. um and we still talk about it like that's one that like that made my top lasted 10. yeah wait so this was top 10 you loved it and this mm-hmm. was top 10 like you're obviously i mean you're hated <laughs> but okay. but also that's like fun. i don't know i can't shut up about it obviously so it's like it's an important book. I so it's think. like yeah. all publicity is good publicity for like a like yeah. a movie star or something. Mm-hmm. So I did bump up my rating after discussing it and after really really thinking. Okay, well, it made me feel this. So yeah, I did that a lot oh. more with books that I loved, and then like after a few weeks, like I kind of was like, ah. you bump it back down. Yeah, I simmer down a little bit on my hype, and then I bump it down to four, three and a half stars. How you know? quickly after you read the book do you rate it? Immediately. Okay. Same. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. So it's like it's like whatever you're feeling at that moment, you rate it. You don't like yeah. sit back, reflect on it, and then give it a... I will say I'm on Goodreads and Storygraph more often than I am on Instagram. And I'm on Instagram quite a bit. Same. Posting your book. Yeah. But like, yeah, when you read a book every day, you got it, you're got you on it every day. I, I, mean, feel, I, feel, like, I feel like that's... I yes. like wake up in the morning and check to see what Cat read last night. I, I'm not even I'm not even kidding, and I and I just have so much fun with it because I'm like, ooh, what, how far did she make it into this I'm, book? <laughs> I don't think I missed. You know, whatever the algorithm is, you pop up first on almost every time that you post a book. It pops up first. I prob and, and sometimes I'm guilty of this. I won't read what you write. Sometimes I just look at it, That's and okay. I like the photo. I like the I I just look at it. I'm like, pick cat, picture, book number. 
like the, of the year, and I, get, I don't even, like sometimes I look at what you rate too. Actually, I lie. Sometimes I go down and be like, "What did you rate it?" If get, and if it's a five star, I'll read it. If it's like one or two or whatever, then I'm like, "Whatever." You're so good about posting your reviews, and I love it because then I share it on my Instagram. <laughs> it's interesting though, because sometimes like my review will be like two sentences, and then other times I'll really get in depth of like this character or blah blah blah. But I don't know. Either way, you're posting your thoughts, and people like to hear about that. That's, yeah, you know, book creators appreciate that. Well, well it's, it's an honor to influence your, your I, reading. I, I actually get I. It's weird how like I get like a like a dopamine effect when I see your books. So it's like it's like oh, geez. and I look at it too. I'm like, Galen, you're not keeping up your books this year, but Cat is, and let's just like live vicariously <laughs> through her her uh, like 500 books she's gonna blast through. Um, like I'm looking at books I read last year, and like I can already tell like would never reread that book again. Mm-hmm. Would hand it off, and there's some that I'm like, these are fantastic books. Do you have a least favorite? Um, let me go to the reads. This one, actually, that was not great. Um, I liked it, Social Anxiety, but it had to do more, he really put it in context of dating, not like social mm. anxiety, like going to like a networking event or talking to people you don't know. It was like very much around like the opposite sex. And I'm like, it just, I'm not in that stage of life. So like I kind of got past that. I didn't care for that. Christmas Story, I'll be honest, thought the movie was better than the book. Um, That's a book? I did not realize that. A Christmas Story is actually a bunch of short stories by Gene Shepard, who used to be like a radio broadcaster years ago. And he was very good on um, like on the mic. And they ended up wanting him to do the stories. So the a Christmas Story is actually four of his books that they merged together to make the movie. It's a great movie. But, they, but the thing is, they've tweaked a lot of them that most of those don't have to do with Christmas. <laughs> so they'll take bits and pieces of the theme around it, but it might have happened in the summer, but they'll take that like general idea and they'll translate it to the movie. Like one of them they're talking about was like the ham that gets like eaten by the dog or the turkey that gets eaten by the dogs. I think it had to do with it might have been Easter. It had nothing to do with Christmas. But they pulled it and made it a Christmas scenario. That's um, cool. The problem with that book, it had way too much descriptive terms because he's like a um a satire, like witty or whatever. Like he would he uses a lot of like terminology that you see in the movie, but he does it in the book form to the point the book reads too slow to me because he's using too many words. And I'm yeah. Like, like a lot of commas, like, you know, like, adjective, adjective, adjective. And I'm like, uh. I, it's just, it was too slow. Um, I don't know if that was like the least favorite. This book, Subtract, honestly, The Untapped Science of Less, That that's it. You don't need to read the book. Like, it's one of those, like, you know, sometimes they go too much in the book, and I'm like, this one, The Power of Less, and this one, The Science of Less, this book is a thousand times better than that book. So The Power of Less is better than... Way better. Interesting. Way better. And it kind of fits around more of, like, that discarding. I kind of got into, like, a... When I was trying to, like, purge a lot of stuff, so I read a lot of books on, like, simplifying things, and I tried to do it, like, my business, my life, and, like, taking less instead of adding. Um, I think one of the one of the quotes I love the best, I forgot what author it was. If it was, like, Hemingway or something, they said... Um, I would have wrote a shorter book, but I didn't have time because it's the idea of like trying mm-hmm. to take, it's hard to take stuff out. It's easy mm-hmm. to add stuff in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of my thought and I try to use it on a bigger perspective of life. So that like, and, and it's a nice like stuff. It could just be like something I was working on, but also big things. Um, so like not good. I don't know if I had a, like a least favorite. Meditation's fantastic. I think everybody should read that book. Um, some of these were just like, they were just kind of like, you read them and they weren't great. Like they weren't like they didn't really draw out much. Um, like Ryan Holiday read a lot of his books. He's really good. He's kind of like Stoic philosophy. But what, so what was like what's 
for you guys, like what's kind of like some of your books that you've read recently that just stick out? Like Carrie, these are on your bookshelf. These are on the top shelf of your bedroom bookshelf. Like what what books are we talking? I know you know them in order, so <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'll talk about. I mean, I haven't read it in a while, but uh, it's relative right now because it just became a series on Amazon Prime. Um, Daisy Jones and the Six is right up there with the Invisible Life of Addie LaRue for me um, because I love music and rock and roll and um, anything inspired by Stevie Nicks or Fleetwood Mac. Awesome. So that's a show that just Was it based off that. It's loosely influenced by that, okay. so it's not like a biography of her or anything but it's definitely um a loose re- fictional retelling and it was just so cool because it was in a different format and you could probably find me on her on your friends yes. too probably i don't know maybe oh if you go to maybe like these so these are your like i didn't even know you could favorite books on this oh but not, i didn't know you could do not them. all of them are favorite yeah books. maybe they just rated that. them that high carrie that's yeah. me. Yeah. Oh my god. Throw a follow. Add a friend. New friends. Okay. Well, you, you're getting something. I just want to. Okay. So <laughs> th- th- these are like top shelf books right here. Um. Well, yeah. Some of those are. I would say from my childhood. Um. Outlander definitely a favorite. Um. Is that Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh. Oh no. That's oh. Ice Planet Barbarians. <laughs> You Very just read different. that, didn't you? Yep, that that one. Uh, oh, yeah, there you are. That's a good one. Highly recommend. Yep. Uh, I Was Born for This, Alice Oseman. She wrote the Heartstopper series that's on Netflix. Um, that's a good series. Um, what else have I written? So you don't you don't rate these books? I do. Those ratings you see right there, those are my ratings. Yeah. This is your rating? Yep. So I gave that one four stars. What about this one, though? I don't know why. That is your own personal because we were on your account. Yeah. Oh. So if you had read it, it would compare ratings. So do you ever look at like if you give something, this is a 3.68, but you gave it a four star and like you gave it above, like five, you know what I mean? Does that like influence? Like, do you look at the average rating before you throw your star up? I do. Uh, I look at the average rating before I buy the book or I read the book. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily let it influence my opinion, but I definitely... Um, I look at it. I try to go into books on without any expectations, pretty, you know, bare bones knowledge of it. Cause oftentimes I buy a book and I don't read it for years. So okay. I do go into it pretty, uh, neutral, not knowing what the hell I'm going to be reading. But then when I rate it, it's definitely a, a, a combination of factors that lead to my rating. So what about, um, the murder in the Orient Express? Is that good? Terrible. I saw the movie. <laughs> I did not like it. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Is I that enjoyed a book club it. Book? Yeah, that was our first chapter one cornerstone bookshop book. I, I enjoyed just, it. Yeah, no, it's it's a classic whodunit, which I just don't like, unfortunately. It was a very fast paced. Is it like a thriller? A thrill? A thriller? Murder it's mystery? Murder mystery. It's like watching sure. Knives Out. Did you watch Knives Out? No. Oh, okay. Oh, highly recommend that. You know, you know what's actually funny? I just watched it. This is, I'm not very smart. So this is what I watched the other day. It was Murder Mystery. It's an Adam Sandler movie. Yep, and with the, Jennifer Aniston, right? Yeah, love Jennifer Aniston too. So at the end of the movie though, like the last scene, they're like, oh, that was like a, like a crazy honeymoon thing or whatever. And they're on the train. They're driving away. This is literally like right before the credits. And the, the thing pans back and it says Orient Express on the train as they're driving away. This was recently. So I was like, that's kind of funny. You'd probably like Murder on the Orient Express then. But was it, I think there was a movie that they just made a few years ago, right? Yep. Yes. I saw that. I saw yep. the movie. I don't remember. It wasn't enough for me to like really like the movie. So I feel like it wasn't great. 
I didn't like the movie. I and just... supposedly this isn't her her best. I've heard from many of her fans, Agatha Christie, that is, um, that and then there were none yeah. is the one to go for. If you're going to read a classic murder mystery, especially is that by good? supposedly, I haven't read it yet. What's it called? And then there were none. Oh god, I can't tell you. <laughs> Were one? None? None. Yep. Oh. By Agatha well, Christie. Which I guess is a movie too. Yeah. That's exciting. See, if I know it's a movie, I, I get the book first. Absolutely. I try to do this that. One? And then there yeah. So, this is on my list for sure. And I'm throwing it on the I, I just, I add a bunch to the list. I, I go through that list like once every handful of months. So do you buy all of your books from Amazon? Uh, I'm guilty of buying most of them. Just because of convenience. Oh, and it's very convenient. Yeah. Well, you know why? I'm not even joking because you said Cornerstone Bookstore. I'm like, why don't I just go and peruse all the aisle, like the sections that I like? I guarantee there's a bunch of books there that I would just buy. We have a huge section of like nonfiction, business, self-help, finance, that kind of like stuff. I got to go in there. I really do because like I I would much prefer to go buy, just grab it, give it to you, pay you money and walk home with it in my hands. Yeah. Although I and will warn fun. you, it's not alphabetically organized by author, so it's kind of like what sticks out to you, which makes it fun. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I the only reason I come on here is because like I'll be this is my mind. I'll be reading something or I'll come across something and I like look it up and it's there in my brain. I'm just like order it out of out of sight, out of mind. Like just because like for me, it's I feel like I have too much on my brain. So the quicker that I can just get something off my brain, mm-hmm. the better. Yep. So I'm guilty of that. Where if I said like. Okay, I gotta like now make a trip to go to the bookstore, which I should do. I will do it, I promise. But it, it, like a lot of these, if I just like print out my book list and just bring it there, and because I I buy most of my books used, I, I very rarely oh. buy. So when I go on here, this is me. I'd go to here. Yep. I'd find. Well, actually, no, I lied. I wouldn't go there. Scratch that because this one's cheaper. So I literally, this is how my brain works. So seventy-two used from yeah, yeah, yeah. two ninety-eight, and this is exactly what I do. I go here. I take off acceptable because I feel like those are too marked, yep. and then I find the best. This one and this one to buy. Yep. That and this sense. with everything will cost me like six bucks. Yep. And I look at books. This was a um, thing I got from Ryan Holiday. He goes, "You should have a book budget, but if but really if you want a book and it's interesting to you, just buy it." And his idea is that don't like not buy it because of something. Like I try to buy just used because it's cheaper and like I don't really care what it looks like when I get it. I just don't want it to have like notes in it. I like reading a clean copy. I agree. I don't care if it's broken, the spine's broken. I don't care if pages are kind of like beat up. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's how I, that's usually my, just that's how I do go through books. Used books are great. I'm all about the used books, obviously. But um, I prefer to... Uh, bring my books in that I don't want anymore, trade it, see what I can... Get that credit. Yeah, get that credit, let it sit there for a little while. (laughs) That's what I got to do. Yeah. Are they pretty accepting of all books? We are. The only things that we don't give credit for are encyclopedias and magazines. Everything else is fair game. This is also what I do. This is a great thing. If you guys don't have this, I I email myself more. I email more to myself than I do any person on earth. Um, Bring books to... Anytime. Don't have to make an appointment or call ahead. But this is what I do. I send it later because I know I'm not going to do it. Ooh. And then I'll put it like 
let's say I put it at eight thirty on Friday after my kids go to bed, and so there he's we go. Delay sending an email to himself. Yes, I mean, I this is this is pretty <laughs> next level right here. Yeah, it is. So I do that, and then now I know, and because I got a box of books outside, and I got a bunch of books on my bookshelf that I've read that I will not read again that I just want to get off my bookshelf because, yeah. like I said, there's make stack- room for some new ones. They are. Yeah, there's not a lot of room on the bookshelf right now. Um, I understand that feeling. Do you guys like thriller books? Sometimes. Yeah. I don't read a lot of them, but I have enjoyed some. Yeah. Like, when you say fantasy, is this more like sci-fi books? Like, fantasy. what's the difference between fantasy and sci-fi? So, sci-fi normally has something to do with space. Okay. Um... I do enjoy or that technology. One. Yeah. Okay. Um, and fantasy is like world building. Like it could be similar to the world now, but there's magic involved. So Harry Potter or... is a fantasy. Yes. Yep. YA fantasy. What's a YA? Young adult. So what what determines a young adult? Just something that'd be speaking more like young early twenties to teenagers? Is that kind yeah. of a okay? Yeah. Yep. And like Hunger Games like... would be young adult. Yep. Yeah. I like Hunger Games. I read that. Great that, series. So I actually good. read all three of those in like two weeks, which for me is fast. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Back in the day. So good. Yeah. Also, Divergent. Great series. Never read that. Neither, neither did I. I was... Divergent? I th- wasn't there a movie on Divergent? Yep. yep. I think I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see... Um... Yeah, the 2010s were all about the dystopian tackling the government the oppressing <laughs> government decade it was a very interesting time and i do adult. love a d- dystopian uh, yeah. novel what, yeah. was that uh, like twilight was that one of those or no because that was a big love series twilight um i actually have that in my backpack would you, right now would you can <clears throat> it's about a girl in high school i would consider it young adult yeah yeah we put it in young it's adult definitely young adult but it's definitely it. fantasy yeah i would say fantasy would, yeah romance fantasy yeah yep what's better that or harry potter Wow. Oh, is that too, that too, like, that's too personal. Okay. Like, this is what, <laughs> like, there's, it's a no-brainer for you, right? Uh, Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah. So, when when I look at, like, books like that, my mind goes, like, Twilight, like, number one is Harry Potter. Number two is, like, probably, like, the Lord of the Rings series. And then, like, I'm talking about, like, big, like, the, now you have, like, Game of Thrones. Like, like the, franchises. Right. The franchises. Yeah. 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 Um, have you read? It was what is Game of Thrones like? Fire and Ice or something? Song of Fire and Ice. Yeah, it's that's a, a great. That's series. the name of the series, though, right? Yep. Have you read those? Yes. All of them? Yes. Wow. I'm. A, I've only read the first one. I'm still waiting for them to continue. Which chances? <laughs> how many books do they have right now? Um. So there's five of the main story, mm-hmm. right? And yep. then there is a prequel, which I started and did not finish. That's what House okay. of the Dragon is based on. Yes. That's the prequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is that more like a, a Daenerys Targaryen? So it's Targaryen history, but it's it's very textbooky. It's like so like Game of Thrones is stories, like all of these different characters and it switches point of views. This is like, oh, and then this descendant of this person went and did the, like it's just written in such a different way that like it is a textbook of fake history. which one's a better like which one's more fun to read? Game of Thrones, yeah. yeah, over like over the Lord of the Rings. Oh, uh, ooh. wait. When I said when I answered that, what were you thinking? I was comparing. I to? thought you were going to compare it to like the prequel, like the Fire and Blood. Oh no, no, no! Yeah. Like another totally different storyline. Is it similar or is it different? So this is a little hard. So George R. R. Martin writes in such a unique way, but so does Tolkien. Like they they both write 
so completely different. They're both staples of high fantasy. Oh, yeah. So, like, if you are a fantasy reader, you're going to likely read Game of Thrones, uh, uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, what are the other ones? The Witcher. The Witcher, yep. Uh, any Brandon Sanderson. Any Brandon Sanderson, yep. yeah. But Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time, yep, that's another one. There's such different writing styles for each one. Game of Thrones is a little bit more modern, I'd say, a little bit more... And I will say it's a little bit more adult. Oh, yeah. In yes. context. Yes. Okay. There's violence, So obviously. it's very similar to the actual show. Yes. The series. Okay. Yep. Very. Yep. D- did you read the book? Did you watch the... I'm assuming you watched the series? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think like everybody in America did. But did... Mm-hmm. Um, when you... Did you read the book before you watched the series or series and then book? Um, and which one did you like better? I read this. I read, I watched the series first and then read the book. Again, I've only read the first one and I really liked it. Um, And I heard that like there are different characters because it's such a big cast. There's so many characters in the show that it follows. And I like that in the book, it reads similarly, like you're following this cast of characters that each have their own individual chapters. And I love alternating um, points of view. So I really enjoyed that. And I would say in the first few books that it stays pretty true. The show stays pretty true, I don't. I would say, right? Yeah. Again, I'm just... I would say, like, after the third book, it starts to mm-hmm. be a little different. We're all just waiting on that last book, oh, though. So, so he, okay, so he's written five books, and the, the, the actual series follows those five books pretty pretty closely? Or is there a lot of, like, is there some, like, Hollywood... There's like... definitely stuff that has been cut out... Because those mm-hmm. books are giant. Um, and everyone's like speculating on how he's going to end the series versus how the TV right. series ended. Because the whole last season was not from a book at all. Right. So, they made that up. Yeah. They just went with it. So actually, I'm going to... It's a fun fact about Game of Thrones. I watched the whole... I watched... How many... Was it eight or nine seasons? The last season was season eight. Okay. So I watched to episode one or two of season seven never finished i've never finished wait why so this is what happened i started watching it i started watching it years ago with a few friends i was living with so we got into it my wife doesn't watch it and i don't watch a ton of tv so my whole thing was like for me to sit down like i'm not a big series person because once you start it then you feel obligated to have to finish it yeah and i'm not like i will watch the office as like background i'll watch a movie here and there um, I don't like starting series. So when I started this, this was years ago when I wasn't like, I didn't, my life was a little like, I had more time. Mm-hmm. So I'd watch it. Now my life is not that. So like typically my free time, I'm like, I don't really want to watch a, se- a season or an episode. And because my wife doesn't watch it, there's absolutely no accountability to watch this show. Yeah. So I got the season two, life got busy. I just stopped watching it. I never came back to it. And then I was like, I'm going to finish it because I want to watch the last season like each like week. Missed that. Did not hit that window of opportunity. And then I kept like seeing people like everybody was talking about the book without or the movie without really giving it away. It was more of like, like that was awesome or that sucked. And I was hearing that. So I kept like every episode, I feel like it went more towards like that sucks than that's (laughs) awesome. So then in my head, I was like, why do I want to waste almost two seasons of a show of my life which is probably like 20 hours to watch this series 
And I literally just like, so I'm like, it's not worth it. That's and I fair. Stop. That's fair. So I also will say, because some people feel like they can't finish a book. I know this is going to sound like it's out of left field, but mm-hmm. it does connect. For those who can like stop watching a show, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like, why would you commit yourself to a series to that author or whatever? If you don't like the TV show, if you don't like the book, why would you continue? Yeah. Yeah, that was me. The last episode I remember was Aria was going down like a river with people that couldn't see. Am I thinking? It, right? I don't remember that. <laughs> with people it, that couldn't see? Like they didn't they not have faceless people or something? Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah, okay. That description she, was great though. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is how long ago it was, but she was like going down a book or down a book. She was going down a river, and it was very like dark. It gave me like Ozark kind of like. Did you watch Ozark? No, but everyone keeps talking about okay. it. I did watch Ozark because I had COVID, and I watched the first three seasons. There's only four. I watched the full like at the time, all three seasons like in quarantine because I had nothing to do. So I was banging out like five at night. I was just like, watch, watch, watch. And then um, I ended up watching the fourth when it came out. But it was it's like a very dark, um, you know, like Game of Thrones, like it gets very dark, like the, the way they edit the video. Yeah. yeah, like it's literally visually dark. Like you almost can't even see it. And yeah. I just remember like Arya was like going like down this river and like uh, Hador was like, I think was, I don't remember if he was alive or dead, but he was with her. And they were going down, and there was, like, these faceless people that stole stuff, and that was, like, the end. That was, like, the last, like, That's chunk way of the... back there. That's way back there. Well, it's episode, like, one or two of season seven. Oh, yeah. So that's, like, that's I just remember ago. it because I got through six, and I started seven. I'm like, I can't do this. And I will say, so going back to, like, you asking if we've read the book before watching the show, mm-hmm. I tried to read Game of Thrones before watching the show, like, the first book, and... Uh, it was I couldn't get into it. There's a lot of characters. I was like, "Who's family? What's happening? What is this?" And then I watched the show, and I was suddenly like, it just clicked, and I was yeah. like, "Oh!" And so that's when I started actually reading it. Like I restarted it and like read it. Um, so sometimes I feel like it's helpful to watch it before because it gives you context of yeah. Like I probably could have done that with Dune when I read. I could have watched Ooh. Dune before I read it, but I read it before I watched it. But there were a lot of characters where I was like, uh... But did you enjoy... I did. Yeah. yeah. Both versions? Both. Yep. Nice. Would you get a book... Would Let's say there's a movie you want to watch, but you know it's a book first. Would you buy the book to read it before you watch the movie? I probably wouldn't buy it. I'd probably go through the library and get it on audio or find it at the bookstore used where I can use my trade credit. <laughs> well, do you guys go to the library a lot still? I do. I don't okay. physically go there. I just use it for audiobooks. So the, the the reason I... Well, two things I don't go to the library. I should. But I write in my books. Yeah. So like that's why I don't. Yeah. But like so, some books, like the book I just showed you, I, I got that used, but I should have gotten... I should have like went to the library to read it. I feel like I wouldn't have hit the deadline though. I would have had to like keep ex- like extending yeah. out my... Yeah. Was it two weeks at a library typically? There it are. depends. If it's like a hot commodity, it's like a week. Yeah. Because I know there's some books. My wife was a big... She got a lot of books from the library, like a stretch in time before she was back in school. And she was like, you gotta go drop this book off. Like, a lot of people want to read it. I gotta get it back in like two days. Oh, yeah. If it's a new release and and they only have one copy, yeah, you only have like seven days. Really? Um, I think like one yeah. of those like the Crawdad book. <laughs> Where the Crawdads Sing. Yeah. Great. Was that a book? Great yeah. book. It's a good book. Okay. Controversial she, author, but it's a good book. She read she read the she read that book and that was a quick one. She's like, I gotta get this back like yep. the end of the week. Yep. Oh yeah. That one you 
That one I read in like two days. That was a pretty quick read. Yeah. It's a good book. Yeah, she was reading because she had a hard time sleeping. So that was like her way of like getting her to go to bed. Oh, I love which, that. Which I works. love that routine. I wish I could do that. It's do you guys like... read at night? When do you, when do you read? All the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> like if there's usually at work. Um, if it's a slow day, I have my audiobook on and I just pause it when people come in and I help people and then I keep reading. And okay. then I usually only sit down to read any time of the day if I can read at least 50 pages. So I have, wow. yeah, I have to at least, which is about 45 minutes for me. So I have to be able to at least commit that much time if I'm going to read. If I don't, I just don't read. I love that you know that, that time. I have no reference of that. So I'm always like, one more chapter. We'll see how far we get. <laughs> Wait, so um, do you like bigger chapter books or smaller chapter books? I will say I love short chapters because it I'm the same. makes same, it go same. Like so I'm a fast. big Dan Brown guy, like the all those yeah, books. I have yet to read those. Quick. Oh, I got all of them. I, I, I think all of them. I have a lot of them. If I don't have all of them, I have 99% of them. So, yeah. um, But they're very short. They're like a page, three pages, like a five-page chapter is a long chapter. But it's like, it's quick. It's like, do, right. do, 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 I do. love that. Um, those are those are page turners. But another thing, 2017, I remember this because where I was when I was reading the book, I started reading Inferno by him. Great. Got about 150 pages in. Yep. Haven't touched it in five years. No? I liked that one. I do too. It's yeah. But I have it on Audible. Oh, okay. And I have it in hard copy. But it's also one where I don't know if I want to burn it on Audible because I do like the page turning aspect of it. Mm. But I also feel like I can listen to Audible probably within the week and then I might right. listen to it in 10 years. I'm like physically reading it. So because I have a hard time when I read books that are small, like certain print, yeah. which is the the book I'm reading now is like small print and like single font. And I'm like, it's just ta- – and I'm not a fast reader. So it takes me longer to get, actually – I have a speed reading course here. That you can see has not actually. I got through four chapters of it and haven't finished it. But um, I was learning. I wanted to learn how to read faster. Huh. You sp- you must like read quick pretty quick then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You've taught. You said you read fast, but you don't consider yourself a speed reader. Yeah. Like I don't. Oh, I wouldn't consider myself a speed reader either. I just read fast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like because some people can read it like within like thirty seconds or like less than that. Like, they're reading, like, 100 pages in, like, 20 minutes. I would be so interested in how you would measure this. And I feel like I would not ha- – I like, don't tell me the rules because I will sabotage myself. Like, I feel like someone would have to, like, this is an experiment. You know nothing. Here's your book. And I read. Like, because I really don't think that I'm, like, a speed reader. But Dan would definitely tell me that I, that I am. Yeah. I played my well, audiobook for Joel once, and he was like, oh. Wait, what do you listen to Audible on? Uh, my audiobooks, I listen on Libby. I listen at usually 2.45 times the speed. 2.45. Okay. That's absurd. So you told <laughs> you told me that you don't ever listen to them quicker. I So I've gotten now into re- – well, it depends on the author and the narrator. The, the genre, too, makes a difference. I will say I yes. slow it down for fantasy to like 2.25. 2.25. <laughs> The f- like fastest that I've ever done, which was Barack Obama's book, because his that. pace oh, yeah. is so slow. Yeah. I I got up to two two times speed, which was like I've never done that before. But it's only because of his like. Did the you feel way like you were like talks. you were holding on the, like both hands like <laughs> that the, was like the oh shit bar like this we're going two point. <laughs> it was like you were reading a report like for <laughs> seven days straight. <laughs> but then like 
my normal with like an audiobook now is like 1.5 ish. I'll, I'll say that. That's normally what, like, that's what I'm listening right now. I'm listening to Midnight Sun uh, by Stephanie Meyer, and that's at 1.5. And it's really good. I, um, I Googled, like, how fast should you listen to an audiobook? This is me, because, like, I'm, like, don't know. I love that you're like, are yeah. there rules? Well, I wanted, to, I wanted to see what other people were doing, because I, I had no metric. Like, I'm like, one is one, like, that's normal. Right. I'm like, how fast? Because my head, I was like, everything else, like, if I can listen to it faster, I can get through it quicker and read more books very easy uh, math equation there but it's like google and what i found was that 1.7 is what like a normal person could comprehend like if you were to read the book you could comprehend it easily at 1.7 mm-hmm. while someone's reading it so i listen at 1.7 purely because of that google search nice. if they would have said 1.8 i would listen at 1.8 but here do we you are. ever like fluctuate or is it just that's what you um, do um i've never gone lower than that wow because i think i'm losing time but i also have gone higher than that depending on the author but this is this is the thing if you go i started out at like 1.25 and then i jumped to 1.5 and then i jumped to like 1.7 1.6 1.7 it's just baby steps so like yeah. you just mm-hmm. you just go up and just you train your brain mm-hmm. now if it's not like 1.7 to me if it's less than that i can notice the difference and i'm like oh my god this is so slow wow and i i don't miscomprehend anything at 1.7 i right. might pause something and go back if I want to rehear it. Like if I'm like that, that term caught my eye or, right. caught, or caught my ear. I'm gonna go back a little bit and just re-listen because I want to like did I, did I yeah did I hear it correctly or was it, what was that wordy? It, it could be something like that. Um, I don't feel that I ever go back because I'm not paying attention to it. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that for sure. But I definitely, for me, it's like narrator. Like yeah, also, it does distort the voice. Yeah, because. Yeah. I don't know. With reading a lot of fantasy, sometimes there's accents and things. And like that, I definitely like so Outlander, I, I listen to a lot. And yeah. I think I listen to it at like 1.6 or 1.7, okay. which is like a little faster, but still like definitely not as fast as, as Carrie does it. Um, also, because I'm just enjoying the accents. Like, I don't want to miss, like, weird things and when they say Dinakin and, you know. Oh, yeah. Wait, Carrie, what do you listen to? Two point what? Uh, if, usually 2.45. And then I slow it down to 2.25, no lower than that. Wow. It's the ADHD. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. No, but like your your if your brain works that way, yeah. that's amazing. And I, I, I'm gonna try that. I ideally. I'm gonna bump my numbers. I got rookie numbers here. I'm bumping <laughs> these things up. I ideally listen and look at the same time. That's like my oh. top. My top. Again, it's the ADHD. Like my. Wow. Processing. You definitely got me into that too. Yeah, it's like I have it. In, I have the movie in my head, and I have the story being told to me. It's the best for me so audible do you have just like is there like an audible membership that you can get unlimited books per month or is there a cap so, i don't use audible i don't use audible anymore oh, okay. either uh is there I, a use, better one? I use libby um which is also known as overdrive depending on what um what type of phone you have um i got an apple i have a android but um libby is great it connects to your library system and also you can get a free library card to uh, New York Public Library and, and Brooklyn that, Library, yeah, which have way more. You will have so much access to everything, and I honestly, you can get eBooks on there as well. I don't do that because I do pay for Kindle Unlimited, but you, 
I can set it up so it only shows me audiobooks. Yes. And that's what I just like peruse. And sometimes I just peruse that at night if I'm just like sitting in bed thinking I about did. books. And I did have a subscription to Libro.fm. Oh, I do have that too. I canceled when I was budgeting, but Libro.fm is the same system as Audible, but you're supporting independent bookstores instead of Amazon. And it's the so same. What's that called? It's called Libro, L I B R O dot FM. Please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's the same. It's like you get you pay your credit. You get a credit every month, just like Audible. Yeah. But you're supporting independent bookstores instead of. And I'm Amazon. doing the Book Nook in Saranac. That's the one that I did too. And then I switched it to Phoenix because oh, nice in Burlington. Yeah, because bookshops have to sign up to be part of Libro. So. Yeah. So if you go, to, I mean, do, can you still get the get, books you want? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, it has just as many options. All the all the same options. Yeah. So what's the you just sign up and they give you a credit and then you go use it? It's a monthly subscription, just like Audible. It's just for it's just called Libro.fm instead of Audible. oh yeah. I don't really care where I listen to it, so that's yeah okay. If you want to support local, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean I just like I said, Audible is just like it's so convenient. It's the one I hear about, so I'm just yeah. like oh Aud- Audible. And it can go to whatever you want. You can like select black owned businesses. You can select like you oh, can so it'll give the you like, ones... a genre of what you need. Like, yeah, it has... It has all the books that you would get on Audible, but you select the one, the bookshop that you're supporting. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Because they would get that, the funds. Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does Plastic have one? No. But... Close, the closest Saranac Lake, you said? Yeah. Lake Placid, the bookstore plus also, I think, is on there. Yes. And then Phoenix Books in Vermont and Burlington. They, have our, they are also uh, on Libro, so you can support them as well. But oh. we're just a we're a used book bookstore, so we haven't really ventured into that area yet. So Libby or Overdrive are the same. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it depends on what kind of. And this is just like an app. You download it. You click on the app, just as you would Audible. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's so, the library, so it's free. Yeah, and it does work like a library though, because like depending on where you get it from and. Uh, if it is a popular book, you might only have it for 14 days. There's other libraries where oh, you can to have them. To it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's other libraries oh. where you can get it for 21 days, I think, is New York Public. And Brooklyn. And Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, it's extensive. You put a hold on it just like you would have book at the library. How yeah. does that work that it's an audible, but like, why couldn't like a bunch of people listen to it at the same time? They buy certain rights to certain amount of copies, so they only oh. have certain... Yeah. A limited, okay. you know, number of I mean, them. it's not nothing wrong with it. It just seems like, I think like a digital version, like here's the link and just listen. But, um, and that one's free. So you can just go on it and listen. Yeah. And it's, oh, I like that. Yeah. And use that library card. Kat and I have. Do you have to get a library card to use it? Yeah. Yeah. But it's really easy. As so long you just as go you to Plasper and get a library card? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can use your driver's license for the other ones as long as you live yeah. in New York State. Dan literally on the ferry decided to sign up for uh, the New York public. And within 10 minutes, he yep. had it all yep. set up. Is that separate than these two? Uh, so that's part of Libby. Like, so you can do different library systems within oh. the same app. So, so New can... York public library is the biggest one probably to grab from. No? Yep. Yeah? Yeah, New York and I, I like Brooklyn because you can take out more books and you can yeah. put more on hold. New York is only three, three for me. Can you only only pick one? You can have up to uh, 10 loans from Brooklyn Public Library um, and you can have up to three loans uh, from New York Public Library. And you can have five loans from Plattsburgh. Yeah. Yep. Wait, which one's Plattsburgh? 
Plattsburgh is also on Libby. You just have oh. multiple libraries that you're part of. Yeah. So if you... Oh, so you're like, we'll never not have a book. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's wonderful. Can I have access to books? So many books all the time. And like, so I always have something loaded there. Mm-hmm. I always have something loaded on Libro FM. Mm-hmm. I always have a book on me at all times. Yep. And then I have my Kindle as well. So it's just absurd. Yeah, I don't do the Kindle anymore. But... So, so... I'm excited. I didn't know this. I'm pumped. I, no, that's good. <laughs> Happy I, to just, help. I just learned learned something new. Um, I didn't even know that existed. That's really neat. Um, so, Kindle, you you read a lot on Kindle, though. I do. Um, I mean, we talked about this before in the last when you were on before, but you you don't mind reading on Kindle? No, I don't have a screen that has backlight. Um, so it like it, it reads like paper. Yeah. But you don't mind like the scrolling where you're not like flipping through the pages. Oh, I don't mind that. Okay. What about you? I don't. You I, like hard copy? Yeah, I, I just like have. I just like the flipping of the pages and feeling my progress. progress yeah. You know, because for me, when I just see the percentage, um, it's not the same. It's not the same. No, I've tried many times, and I will download a, an ebook on my phone if I'm traveling, just in case I like have no book on me. But I much prefer to physically turn the page. There's like a psychological thing too when I have a hard copy book versus something on like my I don't have like a tablet so like on my phone. Mm-hmm. So like to me like if I have a book open, I know I'm not looking at a screen. Mm-hmm. So like I kind of like like for me I look at a screen too much during the day exactly. for just work and being on your phone and on the computer that when I can just shut stuff down like sit in the chair or lay in the bed or something and read or sit in the car and I have a book, my mind just shifts to like that's what you're on your that's like, what you're focusing I'm, on. Yeah, like I I'm, I'm going I feel like I'm going back in time, but I feel like I'm going more to like a basic, like minimal level of like, I just have a book or a pen and a book for mm-hmm. me. And I just like, there's something like therapeutic about that, that I feel like nobody can, like when I don't have my phone on me or I have my phone shut off or I have my email pause, which I do a lot. So nothing can come in. It's just mm-hmm. like, I'm almost putting up barriers. So when I have a book, there's no electronic barrier to me. It works That's, really well, especially for someone who's on a screen all day. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not on the screen all day, but I still prefer to have that book experience. Um, But every reading experience is valid, and it's all important that you're reading, you know? I will say, if I read a five-star book that I already own the Kindle version... Oh, you're buying that copy. You know I'm going to buy a copy, (laughs) like physical. need to have that trophy on the shelf. (laughs) It needs to live on my shelf where I can see it and smile at it. I had one book last year. I listened to the audible version. Audio version. I'll say audio, not audible. Audio version of the book. And I was like, this book is great. Like In my head, I'm like, I want to just be taking notes. Mm -hmm. And there's like a note part, but I'm like, nobody uses the note part on the actual like recording thing. So I ended up ordering it, got it a few days later, and reread the book, like physical book in the same week. So I finished the book twice, one auto. But I took all the notes, and that's a reread. I'll reread it again this year. But I was like, I need this because there's too many like good nuggets there that I want to just like circle and underline and like tabulate, and I can't do it because of that. So it was good. Um, so tell me about the, I meant to get here way quicker, but that's fine. We're here now. Tell me about the chapter one book club sponsored by the Cornerstone Bookshop. Uh, well, that's... Cause you have a, like, in my opinion, a very healthy crowd of people that go to this. It's very we, exciting. I will. I love it because my little interesting fact is Kat didn't think anyone would <laughs> at all be interested in this. Um, so she thought no one would show up. And I'm still surprised can, every time. Can you bring it back to the beginning? Like, where did this start? Cause you two are the founders, right? 
Yes, and I would also this is your clump, brainchild. That I would just... clump Bree, Bree from Bree House, yeah, um, from Chapter One. Um, There's been a, a people have been asking at the Cornerstone Bookshop for a long time for a book club, um, and we don't have the space physically to host that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also want to be active with other businesses downtown. That's one of our wonderful owner Wendy's Wendy Baker's uh, mission is to just be more active and get involved in and provide books to people. We we really just want the community to have a really good resource for books um, besides the library. Uh, so when Kat and Bree were interested in, and they actually put it out on Instagram, like, should we have a book club? And, I, you know, me and Wendy at the bookshop were like, yeah, let's do it. You know, figure out a way to do it. Yeah. And we just kind of ran with it. Yeah, Bree just kind of like put out the feelers because she is always looking for the next way to build community mm-hmm. in ways that, um, you know, because like it's winter and we're in Plattsburgh and most people don't go outside and most pe- like how do you make friends here? Like, you know, that, that doesn't include alcohol. Right. You know, that doesn't include some sort of, yeah. you know, that's, no, I, I, yeah. you know, there's not a lot like of how do you forge these connections and like get different people together and it's amazing once you guys put the feeler out and put the survey out and we got the response. Yeah. It was just, it's so cool. So there's about 30 people who are coming each month and we've capped it now That's and we wild. do have a waiting list. We didn't expect that we would need to do that. I saw a couple photos and it was packed. Yeah. The, the first night for like just the interest meeting, like we did not have enough chairs. <laughs> we didn't have enough chairs. Yeah. I told you people were going to show up and they did. I fully wasn't. I'm still surprised. I know. I, but it's because that that's so cool. there are people that want to read and connect yeah. with people that also read. And in the winter when there's nothing else to do besides read and, you know, cozy up, it's perfect. But it's funny because Kat and I are both like, I don't know, I'm a, I'm, I would qualify, you know, call myself an introvert, socially anxious person. Same. So the fact that we were up in front of people giving them the information and thank god brie like just told us basically what to say and how to say it and like calmed everyone down because you and i were just like can we just talk about the books and help fun yeah. you know and just drink coffee or whatever i just remember looking over at carrie and being like who let us do this like <laughs> and then it's gone so well we have it pretty we have a system now you know yeah. for the discussion and everything and brie's gotten sponsorships for things and we have food and snacks and it's really come together yeah. in just a couple of months honestly so how, how old is this right now Ooh, three months we've only had two discussions next week is the third discussion yeah but then there was the interest interest meeting the month before yep, so yeah in december yep. so how when when is it and you're going to be on the waiting list, folks, if you want to get on this. But when, when is it? And then, um, like, what day of the week? What time? So it's every second Tuesday mm-hmm. of each month. Okay. And who, I'm assuming everybody reads the same book? Yep. We gather at 6.30. Um, so the month before, I will send out, like, a, a Google form where mm-hmm. they vote. Um, Kat and I pick the options yep. that they are voting on and and then we at the Cornerstone Bookshop order the book that is sponsored for every person that is part of book club. They don't have to pay. Okay. They can keep the book. Um, and uh, yeah, we just... So the books you pick, are these books that you've already read or are these something on, like, on your wish list or are these... 
Like, do you put someone on the on that, and it's you're like been... praying that that becomes the high vote again? It's like, yeah, I'm it's not, not gonna lie. To... That yeah, has definitely. That plays, there are a lot of factors, but that's definitely one of them. But like, so <laughs> I I love a theme. That's just like who I am as a person. Like, mm-hmm. I ask when we're going to go out. Like, okay, what is the clothing theme? Like, that's who I am. Um, so when I think of a month and I'm getting the Google form ready, I'm like, okay, so March is Women's History Month. So all female authors, maybe not all of them are going to be um, like memoirs. Maybe one is gonna be like a historical fiction or like with something fantasy with like a main person who who identifies as a woman. Um, So like those themes kind of help us narrow down. So like she'll pick two, I'll pick two and then and it keeps it diverse and it keeps it um interesting for everyone because the consensus for everyone in book club is like i want to read outside of what my preferred genres are because i don't know what else is out there and i don't know where to start Mm -hmm. so having somebody else pick those options and then lead the discussion is really what we're just trying to do and then you know it just keeps it interesting keeps it fun and fresh like yeah. I think February we went with like Black History Month theme, um, and then January was just like we were just getting started. Yeah. So we just kind of like kept it to popular <laughs> books near- that people will show up for. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, w- when people go to this, so six thirty, you guys gather. Uh, like, what's the flow of it? Are you guys like group discussions? Is this like small groups, like breakout sessions? So we gather at 6.30. People can, like, intermingle for, like, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we've been really honored to have um, uh, Tiffany make these amazing charcuterie, like, cones of food for us. Um, we've also had Berkshire uh, sponsor us, and they paid for those so that it would be free for people who came. Um and they can get their drinks and sit down and, you know, start talking to their friends. But then, so we will start with a question. Yeah, we kind of just put, like, just to, like, get us started. Um, we just pick a question for everyone to just kick off conversation amongst three groups, which aren't designated. They just yeah. naturally form. And we just kind of, Kat and I intermingle between those groups to help out if there's like quiet crowd or if it's literally like school you know i feel like we're the teachers that just kind of go and help out the discussion as needed um and it's you know so the what's what would be like in february do you remember the question that you asked oh gosh like is it i'm assuming it's is it based on the book or is this just a general question it depends so february um we were talking about modern lovers by emma straub Mm -hmm. And you had asked the question, um, which of these characters, because it was very character-based. Like okay. you, There was a cast of characters yeah. that it was revolving around. And so you said, which character do you most relate to, oh. good or bad? Right. And so that was pretty interesting because there were very flawed characters. So it brought up some interesting So things. everybody had context of what these people got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, All right. kind of just pick a question <laughs> right beforehand, <laughs> which works. Um, so, I mean, I guess w- with the the interest level, I mean, like you said, is this um, – I'm nodding towards Kat in this one. But, like, people can't see me nodding. So, uh, nodding towards Kat, like, when you think that people weren't going to show up and people did show up, do you find that this is, like – because you got to think – I mean, reading has been around for thousands of years, like, and it's something that I don't think has ever really gone away with all the 
it's now there's more accessibility to books via internet and te technology and stuff. But at the end of the day, you're still like reading words. So because it's such an old way of communicating, but has never really gone away. Do you find that, were you surprised that there's still so many people that will read when like the headlines are like Netflix or movies or streaming services and people are like, I just want to read a book. Like, I, and obviously um, you guys are on the other side of that, I feel like you're more on the book side, but still be the idea. Like, I think there's more people that read than I would think read. I think there's like, been a reading renaissance lately. Because, yes. like, book talk is making certain ones, like, fly off the shelves. Well, and and not just that, but think of the pandemic when everyone was forced to work from home on their computers, you know, and be very solely amongst themselves and a screen being that barrier between you and everybody else. And something to transport you from right. dealing with whatever you're dealing with. So I think, like, the physical, like, their books are more accessible, technology and everything, but, like, when people walk into the bookshop and they say, wow, it doesn't seem like anybody reads anymore. How are you guys even surviving? And it's like, we're actually thriving because people are looking to escape and transport themselves. And, you know, the state of the world at times can be kind of chaotic. I think everyone needs an escape and doesn't want to necessarily go to Netflix or HBO and wants to escape with that just timeless experience of flipping a page. And it really, like, I hear it just all the time at work, like, kids don't read anymore they don't read anymore they're always on their phones and it's like well if they're on their phones that doesn't mean they're just on twitter they, right. they they because of the accessibility now like they can be listening to a book they can be reading an art you know an actual book on their phone and i find that young people are really really coming up and you know gen z is really reading and this reading renaissance i love that term that you just used that's oh. that's beautiful <laughs> It'd be a soundbite in March's book club. Right? Um, well, yeah. So did you think that your both of your reading picked up during the pandemic? Oh, yeah. Mine definitely did. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. And we have a wide range of age and taste in book club, too. Like, there was a 16-year-old. There's a 16-year-old girl. There's people in their 60s and 70s. Like, people just want to have that experience and want to be able to connect with people over, you know, a fun thing like a book. So, I think. And I feel like books, like, you know, sometimes you watch, like, a TV show or a movie, and you're like, it's just not as good. Like, say you watch an old movie, and obviously graphics have, you know, the, the, the technology around movies has just gotten so much greater than back, you know, in the 50s and 60s. Um, so, almost those movies are, like, comical now. Like, the horror mm -hmm. movie in the 50s is, would be, like, a comedy now. Mm -hmm. But when you look at a book that was written, you know, in 19, like, the Great Gatsby, like, that book has not changed it's so like someone 100 years older than me read that back then and was right. like, this book is awesome. And now I'm reading I'm like, I, that's my favorite book. And it was written, what, in the 1940s, I think it was, something like that. And that's why I think books will never die. Everyone has been saying that ever since e-readers came along, like books will die, you know, bookshops will die. But it's timeless. It is an, it's an, an experience. And now more than ever, people want to have experiences rather than just be like, doused with more information so having that experience and reading a book that someone 100 years ago read or someone 100 years from now can also appreciate is just something different in my opinion just something different one of the things i i put a 
I totally copied Kat on this too. So I saw Kat did like her like wrap up for the year. So I'm oh, like, yes. I'm gonna do a wrap up on the year because I'm want to be like Kat. So I ended up. <laughs> I ended Who doesn't up, honestly? I, I, I ended up. I ended up doing. It wasn't great, but I like. I like kind of try. I even tried to follow the, the theme of her book. She like she, she put this in that order and this order, and then I'm like, okay. It, if you actually go look at them, it's it's pretty. I'm gonna uh, definitely check this out after. <laughs> they, uh, it's it, it's pretty close to Kat without plagiarizing, but you've been like, I think you looked at her post before you made this. I'm so and, honored. And. Uh, but one of the ones you talked about was like, um, I forgot what you termed it as. Like, not, I want to say goals, but like, like one of the ones that you you had said was something about being like reading more to like your emotions. I remember you write writing stuff like oh, kind of like your my intentions for the next intentions, year. Intentions. That's the word I wanted. So like your reading intentions. So for you guys, and Carrie, do you write that too? Do you have reading intentions or is this more of like internal? Because you talked about like reading like an Asian author every other, every week almost, every other book. I don't write them down necessarily, but I'm always thinking of them in the back of my head, what my intentions are. Like I pick up every single book with intention. Mm -hmm. So I don't know necessarily what every intention would be, but there is always an intention there. But Kat is like all about the intention and like the the vibe. I mean, I'm also in the at the end of each year i have people come over and we make vision boards for your intention for the next year like okay. how you want to live your life just it, life in general yeah yeah like i will i ask them to like pick a word and and mine was uh true for this year um but like yeah so i feel like that's probably why i've used the word intention for the books cuz like that's already where my mindset is at the end of the year. I'm already thinking about how I want to show up in the world the next year. Um, so yeah, for for my intentions for book reading, I think you have this one too, reading bigger books. Yeah, that was the first year. thing. Yeah, like a lot of times with Kat and I reading as many books as we do, we put off the big thick books that we like. Cause okay. Fantasy books especially oh, tend yeah. to be thick. And um you know, when you're so worried about how many books you're reading all year in the intimidation of a 1,400-page book, putting you putting it off, even though you know you're going to love it. Right. So one of my intentions was to read bigger books and not worry about the number of books. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, like, one of, one of the books I'm reading right now is it's a nonfiction book. It's great, but it's, like, 450 pages. Mm-hmm. And... When I read through those books, it's not like you read through it and I'm just like following a story. Like I'm reading through a paragraph and then I'm like reading through the paragraph again and then I'm like, okay. And I'm like draw, I'm like connecting dots in my head and then I'll like make a note or underline something that sticks out because I don't want to just underline everything that comes to my, my mind. So it will take me a long time to read like a – like I'll sit down for 20 minutes and I'll read three pages. Right. You know, but I'm like – because I'm intentionally going through. So like a 450-page book will take me probably a month or more to read because of the way I'm reading it. And there's some books that are just like page turners that I'll get, I say page turners, I'm maybe not taking as many notes or there's a couple books I really love. And like, those are page turners in the sense that I was taking notes, but I just could like, and also they're written a little easier. Some are older books or bigger words. And yeah. again, I'm not, my vocabulary is very limited. So like sometimes those books are intimidating when I'm like reading some books that are just words over my head kind of thing. But, um, I think the the one thing I didn't do this year was look at the number of books. Last year was like number. I got it. I want to hit 60. And this year I have no number except I want to like, I I think I wrote 60, but that was like very loose. I think I said I wanted to reread about 10 books this year, Uh, meaning like dive back. So 
I, I already mentioned like Ryan Holiday, but he writes a lot about like Stoic philosophy, and I really enjoy that. And one of the quotes that I came across a lot last year that he kind of talks a lot about is Seneca talked about you shouldn't read a ton of books, but you should go very deep on the books that you like, meaning the authors or the people that you mm-hmm. like. So instead of now you do want to try different stuff because you know you got you to kind of like taste everything. But if you really like a certain author read more books by that author or read the same book by that author. So you kind of draw out kind of, kind of was saying about like the Harry Potter books, like you read a book, you know, two years apart, you're going to have a different worldview at that point in time. And a couple of things will make sense or something you read back then doesn't hit you as much as it does today. So that's what I'm trying to do is like, I guess, deep dive into books I've already read and or that author. Rereading a favorite or a book that you feel like you might just need one more time around with is just as valuable as trying out a new book. Like you can learn just as much. You can have just as good an experience. So the intention of rereading a book is, doesn't take away any less of, from your reading experience throughout the year. Cause that was one of mine as well to reread some of my favorite books. Um, that I normally reread this like same two now, but like, I would love to reread a lot more of my favorite books. Um, is that annually? Yeah. I usually read, Addie LaRue, Darker Shade of Magic, and Daisy Jones at, at least once a year. Okay. But I will say you were you've also done a thing where you were in like a one particular series cycle, like with Heartstopper. Oh yeah, I've reread that for like three months straight. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. like that. I like hyperfixate on things. <laughs> Sometimes that So you like finish and restarted it. Immediately. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. And oh. I will say those books are so comforting yeah. and so full of like hope and yeah. It's so wonderful that, like, I, it's just like rewatching your favorite TV show. Like, you know what's going to happen. I was going to say, when the office finale hits, and you're like, yeah. you're sad, and then it goes to the first one, you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah, you like, can start it all over again. I got, 100, I got 188 episodes where I have to experience the end again. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I did that with Heartstopper last year. Yeah. <laughs> I've never even thought about that rereading the book right off. I kind of did with the book that I, like I said, but right. I, I had, like, I was listening, and I wasn't, like, physically reading it, but... Um, I don't know if I've ever done that, like finish, end, go to the beginning. Heartstopper is a graphic novel series, so that's a lot easier to begin again because, you know, graphic novels just go back, go, so, you read quicker. So what's a graphic novel? I've heard the term. I don't know. Like... So it's a, like a longer form comic. Um, so it has illustrations um, and like... Oh. The word bubbles, yeah. you know, and the text is in like the the dialogue is in the little dialogue yeah. box and you have oh, so it, it, it is an actual comic book or it's just longer yeah. form it's just like a thicker one yeah oh okay. or it could be like a collection of yeah. tradebacks or whatever yeah, yeah. Oh. have you ever read graphic novels before i don't think so highly recommend they're so fun they help break up a reading slump like nothing else oh, yeah. really yeah if you're ever like d- don't know what the hell you want to and there's there's not just like superheroes right like there's actual like fantasy you can have memoirs science fiction memoirs yeah i read a really great one called gender queer i want to read that one five stars immediately and i went out and i bought it so it's a graphic novel yeah what is it gender queer a yeah. memoir if you're looking to read like banned books is this it? oh <laughs> so good yes yeah that's on my list yeah so this is it's a memoir but it's written and illustrated wow and it it's 
their life. Like, like how long of a book would that be, page wise? Uh, I, actually, I can look it right up here. Two hundred forty. I was going to say, yeah. Wow. Persepolis. And is one. sometimes, sometimes there is a whole page of text, like, and no illustration. So mm-hmm. it just depends on the type of story that it is, and like the pacing that they want to give yeah. it. But yeah. Saga is another really great graphic novel. Um, but yeah, was that one good talk? Oh, good talk. Yeah, that yeah. was a good one. Wow. Yeah. There's so I don't many. think I've ever seen. I mean, I've, I think I have, but not like. Yeah, there's nonfiction. There's other... so if you want to support local, go to Fantastic Planet mm-hmm. here in Plattsburgh. It is a great time, and and they have a ton of nonfiction. Yep. You know what's funny? Fantastic Planet is where I got Pokemon cards when I was a kid. Aww. Oh, throwback! I, I remember they did like a competition where you had. You know the like Pokemon sleeve like I like had baseball cards as a kid too, so you get those oh, long yes. sleeves with the yep. cards. Yeah, buddy. And you had to you had to um, design the, the they had a competition where you had to design it. Yeah. Well, you had to design the box, so they gave you like the cardboard box that you put the stuff in, and you could draw and do art on it. And that was a competition instead of like making like an art like project like on a piece of paper. That was a competition to decorate this box, and they gave like first, second, and third place, and you got like I don't know more Pokemon cards or something, but. That was, I just remember doing it as a kid. I love that. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of cool, like, competition thing, like, and was drawing and stuff. Um, okay, what, what, because I'm going to forget, I'm going to probably ask you again, but give me, like, what's a couple things to add to my wish list? Books. Oh, my gosh. So Whoa. so this is, no, no, no. So this, <laughs> she this, pulls out her list. I know, Ka- Carrie went very hard to pulling up her phone. I'm sorry, pull, this is why I should so, not be asked that question. So, but this, this, is, this is my, so one of my intentions this year was to read books that I normally wouldn't pick out for myself. So this mm. would be good. So a book you think that is a, like a, give me like one of your five-star books and you're like, there's no chance that he's going to grab this book. Because I want to have like, that's not in a bad way, but I'm saying like just a book that you're like, you kind of know what I read. I don't, I, probably most of these books. I think, Kat, the only book you and I have read the, is the same as Sapiens that I've noticed. Yeah. So probably anything you pick, I have not read. Hmm. Great guess. Oh, right? gosh. Okay. <laughs> and I will read these. I, 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 tr- I trust both of you that. Oh, man. And something I'm not being bored with. Like, just something that, like, Something that you like that he would he would enjoy this book, but it's out of his like wheelhouse. I'm gonna go with Tender is the Flesh. <laughs> That's the one you said it was terrible. No, <laughs> I didn't say it was terrible. It's thought provoking. It made me very angry. So it's tri- uh, check the trigger warnings if that is something that you need to do. But it's a dystopian world, so it takes place in like a dystopian future where humans. This is it. Yes, that is it. It's in, written in translation and. It's just the most one of the most unique things and thought provoking things I've ever read. When you say written in translation, what's that mean? It was originally written, I think, in Spanish. Spanish? Yeah. yeah, but yeah. like it's in English. It is in yeah. English. Oh, okay. Yeah. I it thought just you was... meant there was like book subtitles or something. Weird. No, okay. no, it's in English, um, and it's I would classify it as like science fiction, but it's so it it feels like it's a very real world that you're living in, even though it's not. <laughs> you know what book I read that was really weird? It's called Anthem. By what's her, her name's like? Is it Anne on Ron on Rand? Oh, Amy Ryan. No, 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 no. no. It's uh, she's got a she she wrote Fountainhead. Yeah. Oh, um, right here. I had to read this for AP Lit. Rand. Oh, I was thinking 
Anne Rand. Yeah, sorry. Anne I was Rand? I was I getting my it? Y and I think yeah, so. yeah. I was think that's the author I was trying to say, but I was getting it wrong. So I, I had to read this book in um, for AP Lit my senior year mm-hmm. of high school, and I ended up reading it, and it was similar to you. And I don't. It's something weird where they they don't use the word I, so it's not like a. Per, it's like everything is like we. It's not. Yeah, it's collective. It's not. It's like a they, like it was looked down upon to be a singular, but it had to be plural. It was Ooh, like a weird. This sounds like a dystopian. Yeah. Into it. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. It was, but it was one of those books. I'm like, this is just odd. And then you read it. I'm like, that wasn't bad. It was weird though. Tender as the flesh is short, so like if you know, I think since you like shorter books and get through quicker, this is something that would probably suit that need. Well, yeah, I'm kind of. I'm kind of all like lengthwise. I'm all over the. I actually yeah. feel like I I read more big. Books oh, and, do you? Yeah, I feel like most of the books I'm kind of in like the 300 page, so like high twos to maybe like mid fours, depending on the topic. Would you be interested in a sci-fi? You know what? I actually bought purely because I told you I was trying to try different things, and I know this is a movie and has good reviews, but Ready Player One. Oh, love! That's oh, you like, did? I have read it, but that's oh, really? A classic. Okay, so I got Five Ready stars. Player One and Ready Player Two. Because I haven't two. read the sequel yet. Okay. Are you just going to suggest Wheel of Time? No, I. <laughs> although I love but it, but is Ready Player One good? Yes, that's sci-fi though, right? Yes. Okay, so I bought it just because and I heard it was good, and I, I haven't read it. Very fast-paced. It's very good. So I have because one of my other things was I wanted to read more fiction too because I don't I tend not to read fiction because I'm like in my mind I'm like I want to learn something I want to grab right. something but then sometimes I'm like Yellen, pause, slow down, grab a book, just it enjoy will it. surprise you though. Like I've learned so much from fiction books yeah oh 100 like depending on who the author is their life experience and then like i don't know it just it brings out different things in you so what book are you cat? yeah i'm going to recommend contact by carl sagan which is a sci-fi isn't carl sagan an astrophysicist yes doesn't he have that show no no that's uh um I'm thinking of a different person. Neil deGrasse. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Love <laughs> him too, though. He's yeah. I love listening to him. Um, this one right here. Yes, indeed. It is is this a fiction book? Yes. Um. So I have both read it, physical copy, and I've listened to it. I listened, and it's uh, Jodie Foster who is the narrator. Oh. So good. Um. So I highly re- if you're looking for another audio uh wreck, that is a great. So this is better one. to listen to. I really enjoyed listening to it. Okay. Um, but I've done both, and both were phenomenal. And that's I was honestly... I say, The Martian, I would also suggest right there. So I've watched The Martian movie, and I actually have The Martian on my Audible. Oh, I haven't... But this is the thing. I haven't listened to it yet because I know... So I when we moved in here, I painted so many... I did so much work, and a lot of it was painting mm-hmm. in this building. And I was here for hours and hours and hours. I think I read... I think I listened to, like, over eight books just painting wow. this building. And I was... Martian was, like, teed up. But now I only have, like, two or three fiction books still left, so I try to mix them in. So that I'm kind of saving it, even though I've watched the movie and I love the movie. I'm going to have to add Contact, because I haven't heard of that one either. Oh, I love it. That's on my uh, favorite books of all time list, which I... Contact? Yes. Okay. I'm, um, I'm going to re- read or listen to both of these. Uh, should I... Carrie, should I read yours? Read mine. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does I the Cornerstone list- Bookshop have that book? <laughs> it's way too new. <laughs> oh, it, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Wait, which one did you recommend? The ten- Tender is the Flesh. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know it's a, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like a, yeah. It's a controversial one, I think. Because but... also, then if you read it physically, then you can throw it across the room. Mm-hmm. I read it go. physically and it was great. See, this is, this is. <laughs> but this is also what I love about Book Club. Is <laughs> because, like, even though we have different opinions on the same thing, I am so excited to talk about them over and over, even though I know I'm not going to convince her of anything. You're talking to me? Yeah. Oh, what? you and I like a so, lot of similar books. We do. I would say we have pretty, yeah. pretty similar tastes. So I was gonna say on on a similar on a on a like let's go percentile spectrum. How close Ooh. are you together on books? Meaning a hundred is like we read the same book every single time. Not I mean as each other. And zero means I've never read the same book as her in my life. Seventy percent. I was gonna say sixty to seventy percent. Similar. Yep. Similar. Okay. Yep. That's pretty high. I think for two people that read books. Yeah. Because I would say me and Kat are like 3%. Yeah, you and I are that probably tracks. like 1.5%. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I will say, on Libby, I am waiting on a book that you recommended. Let's see if I can pull it up. I am waiting for Atomic Habits. Oh, yeah. I actually have not read that book. I for have, real? I have that book. I have the physical copy. It's been sitting on my shelf for over two years. I just haven't gotten to it. Maybe that's why I thought James Clear? You... Yeah. It, everybody recommends it, and I want to read it. I will probably read it at some point this year. But we you know might, what it is? We might read it at the same time. It, we could. Because I, I look at it, and it's like there, and I'll like pull it out, and I'll be like, ah, I should read it. And then I just, like, I don't know why I just get disinterested. Not that I think it's bad. I just think... I kind of, this is how I read. I'm like, I got a book. I'm ready to read this next book. And then I'll come across the book or I'll like something else will switch my life. And I'm like, actually, I want to grab this book off the shelf now. So I guess that's kind of like mood reading. Maybe yeah. if something oh, like yeah. jumps out to me and it's like a topic, I'll grab that book. Or it's like, I'm going to read this brand new book. I'm like, no, no, no. I got to reread this other book before I read that new book. So are you reading multiple books right now at the same time? Yeah. Well, so this is, I like typically to read one hard copy in one audiobook. Like okay. I like to have one audiobook like on Smart. my thing and I like to read one physical book. So what happened was I was trying to double like change it around a bit and I have one audiobook and I I haven't listened to an audiobook in almost a month. Um not I just kind of like got out of it. I've gotten like in the podcast like Yeah. So like I kind of go back and forth, but I have that. I have a physical nonfiction book, and I have the physical fiction book, which is well, it's not it's nonfiction, I guess that the Kamachi book, mm-hmm. um, but it's not like a book that I'm gonna like write notes in. So I kind of like my mind is I want to have a fiction book, or a novel, or something that's not like a note taking book, and then I want a note taking book, both hard hard copies, and then I want one audible or like audio book. I don't want to have multiple audio books going at one time. I want to just like blast through it and then. So my audio books, because I can, I listen to a lot of stuff, like doing the dishes, like, oh, you yeah. know, just like doing mindless stuff. Um, so majority of the time I'm listening to a book if I'm doing something. So, yeah. but that book, I'll go all the way through the end unless I hate it and I'll stop it. But because I listen to it so quickly, typically it's like, it's only like three hours long or like right. more. I'll just like listen to it. Yeah. Versus if I had to like read another 200 pages, like, ugh, because that's like to me more of a, like a trudge. Right. Or a slodge, like a slow trudge. <laughs> so it's good. So um, last thing I want to ask you both um, is podcasting. Do you have you you have a podcast or are wanting to do a podcast? So if you're looking for podcast recommendations, you should check out Literary Carry for all of your bookish chats. We we did like what ten or eleven episodes? Yeah. Um, last year we. 
we paused because school for you got crazy and life in general got crazy and we're gonna pick it back up again at some point but we had like a general theme for each episode and it's on spotify um that's where you would find it and we just talk for an hour straight <laughs> about books yeah. recommendations what we were reading lately um things that we wanted to read it was just kind of a all-around bookish themed podcast so yeah so is, is it you two host it together? Yeah. Is it called Literary Carry? I kind of, I was kind of the one in charge, but it was really... I'm just like the... She's like my frequent flyer. You're like the the permanent guest celebrity. <laughs> like, you gotta have that, yeah. Yeah. You're like the Matt Damon on the Jimmy Kimmel well, show. Joel like even just... did a couple episodes too, actually. Who did? Joel. Did he? Is Joel a reader? Joel reads. He uh, prefers this, like science fiction fantasy series like he reads he's on like one series that he like has that has like 45 books and he's been reading that for a while wow okay um he doesn't he does like to read though yeah he just doesn't read quite as frequently as i do i could see joel being a reader what about dan dan's a reader for sure yeah um his commute has definitely added to his reading um because now he works over at uvm um so, so just audio book so or... he listens or then when he's on the ferry he'll read a physical book which I cannot do because I get motion sick. Oh, really? Yeah. My one of my favorite times is reading in the car. I don't I know wish how because I, I get that. car sick in the bats. Like if I'm just sitting. As a kid, I used to read a lot. I used to read a lot going to sports games. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like kids are getting crazy on the bus, and I'm like a nerd, and I'm like reading a book. Oh my god, I love it. I did most of my like reading. I mean, these are school books typically, but I would, I would read them in the in the uh, bus. I will say I sacrificed my motion sickness when Breaking Dawn came out, <laughs> the last Twilight book, because I. Did you have like, had, a paper bag up next so to you? So I, I went to the book drop, like, the day that it was released. We went, we had this, like, release party. I went there. I got it. I immediately when I was in the car, I started reading it. So, yeah. That's what I did with all of the Harry Potter books. Oh, were you, like, one of those midnight people? See, I never... This was me. I was like, comes out at midnight? Ah, I'll go get it tomorrow noon. Like, that's... So, I get it, but it was always, like... Because there was, Were you the... Did you finish it by, like, morning? Yep. Like, oh, wow. I know a couple people like that. Like, I got the book one oh home my and gosh. binged it all night long. I don't know how you would do that with Deadly Hollows. I was crying Oh, that was the one so I binged the most. Much. Oh. I read Deadly Hollows more than any other one. It, was, it, was that your favorite one? My, mine's Goblet of Fire. That's probably... I like it because it's like sport, sporty. Right, the competition aspect yeah. is really cool. Yep. My favorite book is probably Deathly Hollows followed clo- or Half-Blood Prince. Half-Blood Prince. The sixth and seventh one are my favorite ones because they were really emotional and devastating and there was the big battle and everything and I love that. But my favorite movie, Chamber of Secrets, the second one. Oh. Wow, hot take. I don't know why, it just is. It's like my favorite Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite movie for sure. It's my least favorite. Oh no, Order of Phoenix is my Lupin? least favorite. Lupin, are you kidding? Is I, your least favorite? I think Order of Phoenix is probably my least favorite book from memory. Yes, Oh, yeah. That's the fifth book? Yes. That's the blue one? That's yes. my fifth. That, and again, I'm going off the cuff. I mean, I've been reading I Harry agree. Potter in 15 Stylistically, years. it changes a lot. I agree. Wasn't that it's... with like, um, who was the, the lady? Umfring? or Umfridge. Um, Umfridge? Um, yeah, Umfridge. Right, kind of like she... Umbridge. Oh, Umbridge. my God, yeah. But she was kind of like the mean lady, and then like yeah. he, then he like started liking Snape because like she was bad, or I don't even know if that's right. Harry so, was going through some crisis in that book, and it got a little PTSD. intense. Yeah, he did. He for sure did. It was dark. 
That was my least favorite book, though. Okay, so I'm not crazy thick. Because it was like the biggest, is the thickest book in all of them, right? I think Deathly Hollows is technically the thickest by not much, though. That's the seventh I'm book? I'm trying to picture yeah. them on my shelf right now. I, I was doing the same. I'm like, which one's the color? Cause Blue, green, and orange are the last three. And then uh, the last well, isn't um, Goblet of Fire green, too? Technically green, but mm. like Half-Blood Prince is like that vibrant green. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad that I know this. <laughs> no, like, I... Oh, why no, I, I, These are the book facts that you've come for. Why? But I think Harry Potter was, like, such an iconic book when we grew up that, like, you just remember the book. Cause you, like, oh, it's a, like, yeah, just the I read the them visual. all when they came out. Like, Very identifiable. And it's so interesting because I tabled for an event at SUNY Plattsburgh last fall, and obviously it's a new generation, right? Ten years ago, I was when... Twelve years ago when I graduated. So, like... These kids, when I tabled at this event, I was asking them trivia questions and they'd win a prize or whatever. And I couldn't ask them anything pre like Percy Jackson, you know, like any of those, Mm. like Harry Potter, forget about it. Twilight, mm, no, they're not really into that either. But like Percy Jackson and beyond, like that was their series, like this generation's Harry Potter. It's so interesting. I just feel like, I just feel like you read Harry Potter. You do. If you're like a book person. You just read it. Oh, yeah. I, I think that still stands. Yeah, that is the... Because well, like Lord of the Rings. When did Lord of the Rings wrap up? Late 30s, early 40s, I think, is when it first came out. Yeah. Wow. I didn't think they were that old. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But like people... I mean, I, I have not read them, but a lot of people still read those books. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. And what about um, Game of Thrones? When did that series... Start? I think in the 90s. 90s? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's fairly new. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I was going to say, like, way back was that I heard that he had input on the final season, but they haven't read the book. So the conspiracy theory is that based on, like, people's reaction, he might actually change it because he doesn't think That's that... what I've heard, too. I can definitely see that. I think he... I, I mean, there is a lot of uh, hate for that last season. I will season. say, I love a fandom. I do. And we have strong opinions. Isn't and... that when people rewrite the book based on how they want to read it? What's oh, that's, fan that's fan fiction. Oh, oh, I love that too. Yep. Fandom is like if you're a Swifty, you know, or like you're a, a Potterhead, you know, you're part of the fandom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just, are you, Swifty. Are you, are you going to Taylor Swift? <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. You ha- you're did you going- get tickets? That was like a fiasco. You got, you yeah. got Taylor Swift tickets? Sam did. She had Shut three up. laptops open at the same time trying to get them. So yeah. Jen, who works with me, like they were trying to get tickets and it was like, no chance. I can't wait. I'm going to cry the entire you, time. Ashley have you seen her before? Adding. No. Have to I was supposed to go to Loverfest, and then 2020 happened. Um, you know she played at the Clinton or the Essex County Fair? Back in the day. When she first yep. came out. I, I, I remember that as a kid because she, uh, she was like opening for like Tim McGraw or something. Yep. Oh, my God. I love that. I read because she had a song called Tim McGraw. Yeah. <laughs> that was her first maybe song? That, yeah, maybe that was a, a That was the <laughs> pinnacle. <laughs> so good. Man, I didn't know you were going to Taylor Swift. I am. In May. I'm going to cry the whole Jealous. time while wearing glitter. Where great. is it? Is that Gillette? Uh, Foxborough? Yeah. 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 Or yeah. Foxborough. Yeah. Very cool. That's a great stadium. We saw Coldplay there and it was, it was fun. Oh my gosh. I feel I'm like that would be a big Coldplay fan. My, actually, she was like, my wife's a massive Coldplay fan and then I got hooked via her. That's, they're on my so list good. of concerts to go to. I it, want to see them. They're incredible. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't like Coldplay. I didn't say I didn't like them. I listened to their music and I like they were okay. It wasn't like my favorite band. And my wife's my favorite band's Coldplay. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> and then uh, not that they were bad, just like was my thing. And then I've started to listen more to them. And I'm like, they're really good. Converted great jams. Yeah. yeah, and I so like good. the old stuff, like very stripped down. Yeah. And now it's more like production, but they've they're very good. Chris Martin is probably the best frontman I've seen 
in I've been to a lot of concerts. He's probably the best from like leading a band from the front. I highly recommend Foo Fighters. Dave I would Grohl. love to. I would love to see Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl, also, a great memoir. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, highly recommend, especially the audio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're both pointing at you. Yeah, listen put, to the put audio. it on your thing. Um, no, because I, I think Dave Grohl would be great. Because Dave Dave Grohl's been through some some stuff. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> we are the same. Yeah. I don't. Maybe I don't know as much, but I'm just saying, like from like band perspective. Oh, oh yeah, it is so good. Um, and Green Lights is made me cry. Yeah. Yeah, made Green Lights is right cry. there. Yeah, Dave Grohl. That's. If you want to see a great front man, highly recommend. I've seen him. I've seen Foo Fighters like three or four times now. Really? I did not know that. Thank you. You can thank my dad. <laughs> he Aww. took me in high school like twice, and then I went a couple Thanks, times dad. myself. Yeah, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters is up there. Did you see when, um, uh, oh God, the drummers who passed his son went up and played. Cry. Oh my I God. cried. I, I was getting choked up too because that kid was ripping. He was yeah. good. Like he just went up and like went. And I was like, like, oh, this is. It's kind of like a. Uh, Led Zeppelin though, because mm-hmm. uh, bottom son plays, and if he, you know, this guy's son plays, that'd be cool. Fills in. Yeah. I don't know the way he was playing though; he's pretty, pretty damn good. So, yeah. um, okay, so we're gonna wrap it up there, so you guys get you to your books and not talk anymore about books. Um, if, if we're not reading, we're talking about. If, if, <laughs> if uh, and you guys both have like physical copies of books on you right now, or like in your car. Oh, I have, I have three books on me right now. Pull, I want to pull out the books. I want to see what books you have right now. And this is so funny. So this is like no matter oh, what. Oh, mine are actually all nonfiction. <laughs> wow. And this is from the library that I went today. Mine are all technical. And you've already been reading it. No, I haven't started. That's just the date slip. Oh, Sorry, but this is like illusion. tonight you're reading this. Yes, and I'll probably finish it tonight. That's wild. Yeah. Can I see that book real quick? Yeah. I just want to put this in perspective, like, so I just feel like I'm not. Like, mine is not a representation too of what slow. I'm actually. Oh, this girl ri- wrote the Twilight. Yes. So what's this? Is this like a prequel to the... So this is a side story. It's a novella. Um, oh, she's not as old as I thought she was. No, I'm not trying to age her, but she looks like a younger... Stephanie Meyer. That's what's up. I mean, she doesn't look like she's that old. Is it? Oh, I was going to say Midnight Sun's much oh, thicker than Midnight that. Midnight Sun, yeah. I'm listening to. Yeah, okay. I could see this being like a pretty easy a, read. That's the Brie Tanner one? Yeah. Yeah. And oh. I've never read it. So oh, really? It's like, now's my oh, I read that one. Sorry, Carrie, what, what book did you have? They were um, all nonfiction. So they were like... Three nonfiction books on technical writing. Okay. Yeah, it's just a new skill I'm look, looking into. Because so. cool. she also has a blog. Highly recommend. What's the blog? Wow. Is it about books? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, I have a we book. take a shot in the dark here. Is <laughs> it about books? Yeah. Uh, well, what I is it? I think you're right. I think it's called Literary Carrie. Um, let me pull up the She's like, here. let me double check that. Yeah. If you go to her Instagram, she has like the my handle for everything, my book talk. I yeah. like that keep it consistent. Yeah, yeah. My, it had the Linktree takes you to the blog, my podcast, and is Linktree easy to use? Yeah. Okay, I got to set that up. It's really easy to use. Okay, that's been on my to do list for like a year. I just oh yeah, because then very, you can connect to everything. It's, yeah, I've been really like prioritizing like what I work on, and that's like keeps yeah. getting pushed because it's not like top of mind. Yeah. If I you do say, get to it, it is worth it. Okay. And like as it. someone who like wants to like see more of your stuff, it's just very user friendly. Yeah. Like as someone on the outside. Well you have more links and easier to find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Okay. This is great. Um I don't know where I was going with that. But okay, if, if people want to connect with you, give, Lit- give us your handles and tell tell us about the uh the um chapter one book club sponsored by the Cornerstone Bookshop. So my Instagram handle, which is where I post and am most frequently on, is uh, at Literary Carrie, and um, that's 
the link on my bio has my podcast, my bookshop.org page, um, my book talk, uh, my blog. Oh my God, why do I have so many <laughs> bookish outlets? <laughs> but this is what we do. <laughs> um, we have a f- private Facebook group for our chapter one Cornerstone Bookshop, which you guys kind of handle. Um, so my handle for Instagram is a little bit hopeful. Um, and I think that's what I am on Storygraph. I really should make them all the same. Oh yeah, my Storygraph very convenient. Yeah, it is much easier once they're streamlined. Um, but uh, yeah, we're we're doing the book club. There is a wait list, so if you want to DM either me or Carrie, um, we will add uh, you to that. But also, you're welcome to read the book along with us and chat with whoever's in it. Yeah. I highly recommend that too. Mm-hmm. That's how we make new friends. I'm pumped. This was, I was looking forward to this. Thank you so I, I really much. was. I, I, Thank you for having um, us. This was good. I, I actually have like, I feel like I have homework to do now. So I'm going to try to increase my speed. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. No, no, I'm this so is, scared. Yeah, no. No, I want to increase my speed slightly. Not to be okay. where you're at, but just like, uh, like when I wanted to like copy Kat's intentions for the year, now I want to copy Carrie's audio book speed listening. Um, and then also check out a new audio book thing. The subscription service. Oh, yeah. Oh, and bring my books to Cornerstone Bookshop. Get that credit. I want to do that because I have so many. I'm like, I'm not going to read them. Let me just recycle them. Yeah, give them a second life. I like it. Uh, Okay, that's it. Episode 221 of the Galen Trombley Show. We are out. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the episode. You can follow me on all social platforms at Galen Trombley. Thanks for listening.